0: Yo, what's up everybody? It's Classic Talk number 10. Today, had a nice conversation with my brother Brennan James. We've known each other for quite some time now. You know what I'm saying? Well over 10 years, approaching 15, I would say. Um, we talked about our backstory, our history, how we met, the music we made, uh, the shows, the business side of things, the evolution of our relationship, we talked about the Joe Rogan Spotify deal. We talked about the Instagram uh, nurses, the battles and uh, the battles and celebrations hosted by Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Um, yeah, we talked about that, which was dope. There's been so many of those. So we touch on some of our favorites and stuff like that. Um what else did we talk about? We just talked about the future of musicianship and streaming for creators and what the future looks like for artists. Um, we went yeah, in depth on a lot of things. It was a really dope conversation. Like I said, we talked about our history and kind of where it's evolved to now. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation too. Once again, it's with my brother, my brother Brennan, Brennan James, Brennan James, by the way. Um, So without further ado, we'll jump right into that conversation, right into that talk. It's Classic Talk number 10. Without further ado. Test, test, one, two, three. Test, test, one, two, three. Brennan James, my brother. Welcome to Classic Talk, Classic Talk number whatever it is. This is my brother um actually introduce yourself let them know who's Brennan what does Brennan do what does Brennan love to do like where you all
1: well hello I'm Brennan James <laughs> that's <is> classic said <laughs> we go way back we're like brothers probably what, like 10 12 years in it now yeah maybe I like, think 15. I met you in like oh wait Oh eight, oh seven, oh eight. Really, 07, actually. I think, yeah. yeah, I was seventeen still. You, and, uh husk, passed me a blunt that <laughs> changed my life. <laughs> Cause that was that was like the third time I smoked, but the first time I got high. Really, and I remember because I was uh, I was Corey's like designated driver because he was like I'm about to go to the stew. I'm probably gonna get high. If you want to drive, and he was like, unless you want to smoke, and I was like, Nah, I'm not gonna be smoking or nothing. I'll just drive you. <laughs> as soon as I got in there, folded. To Pure fresher immediately, smelled the weed. I was like, uh, i I hit it once.
0: <laughs> was <laughs> you with 52 Was it U3 that time? Or was that
1: uh, the first time we we recorded, I think I ain't paying for it. It was just me and Corey. And Wait, we what?
0: That was like the first record we recorded?
1: That I that I was there for. I think um before that, you and Tree had recorded like Western Invasion. probably like
0: we had some songs there, yeah, laid back. Like a
1: whole bunch of like a tapes shit, really, yeah. <laughs> But I think it was, like, um, that was, like, way back in the chat mic era. We was all, like, s- still rapping on chat mics and, like, uh, trial versions of, like, uh, like not even Pro Tools yet, at least on our end. You had Pro Tools. Mm-hmm. You was the first person with Pro Tools, a booth, and, like, all the, like all the shit. Like, I've been to home studios before. but She was the first person that, like, showed me, like, okay, so this is what it's, like, going into to be recorded. Like this is your uh interface. And I was like, oh shit. Cause like we was just plugging into the fucking audio input on our shit and like, mm-hmm. why don't it sound crispy? Mm-hmm. We had socks <laughs> over our microphones and shit. So <laughs> and like just stupid 17-year-old shit, But, yeah, you was the mm-hmm. first person to be like, Okay, and this is a plug-in. Okay, your shit don't sound crispy because you guys aren't mixing it. You got it. <laughs> we was just recording over top of the MP3 and then being like, All right, how's that sound? it sounds shitty recorded again one taken shit like we didn't know how to punch in nothing
0: one take that was the whole thing (laughs) yeah yeah. Yeah. so i ain't paying for it then that was the first record we recorded together then me you tree who else was on that uh what's fifth Fifth on there
1: no No, huska huska Huska. yeah Yeah. and then the next time i came to the studio uh fifth was there Mm. like we brought fifth i think we brought uh his brother uh yeah I think it was like or something back then. yeah
0: yeah yeah we were that sleeping in like, the street is that it
1: yeah that, that was, was like, that day yeah i think um yeah because i think and then the next next time uh it was like ba scandal yeah it was just yep, like yep. expanding every time i came through
0: and it all Those came was from like there
1: the golden era yeah like the
0: unity all that you know what i'm saying i remember putting the music up on the myspace page like that was that era like i'm having to put it under a name or something and it had pictures there's still some pictures up there right now like ba's up there Husker. i feel like the more <laughs> i'll check like every few years or so and i feel like the the more like i go on there the less pictures there are like myspace is deleting pictures as songs or something like i feel like there's less songs less picture you know what i'm saying which makes sense they're like nigga we got these files from fucking how many years ago but uh yeah,
1: they changed the whole format and a bunch of shit is gone
0: for but those like, who don't know oh go ahead go ahead
1: Oh, I was just going to say, like, I got those chat mic songs that I was talking about. Like, it's got, like, every other one that I uploaded. It's still on MySpace. Chat okay. mic,
0: for those who don't know, is that the, like, form <laughs> thing y'all were on? Y'all were, like, rapping, typing. Was that it uh, or was that something? else? No. What's chat mic?
1: Oh, just uh, chat mic is just, like, a microphone that's, like, like, this big. It's just, like, it's not for recording. Oh, I see it, what like you It's just, like, way back uh, for chat rooms, really. It was, like, shitty, like, really shitty sound and, like, a really cheap build, just a little plastic mic.
0: It was, like, Mixcraft days and that type of stuff.
1: Mixcraft. That's, yeah. yeah. Mixcraft. That's the shit. That's what yeah. we, uh, because our mix, like, I would have to wait till, like, spring break or Christmas break and record a whole project while I had the Mixcraft trial. <laughs> I
0: feel like Tree had, like, a PS2 mic or something. I had, like, a karaoke mic or something. At some point, like, some $10 mic my homie let me use. You know what I'm saying? Eric. You remember Eric Johnson?
1: Yeah, I remember, Eric. Yeah. I remember the whole gang used to come through there. Used to, Pelk used to come through your house. Yeah. Like, fucking everybody used to come through. That it was, was a party was like house, for, for it Outside
0: the studio, like, it was a party. We had a party house for one, and, like, we had the studio, too. So it was, like, gatherings on both ends, you know what I'm saying?
1: Hell, yeah. I remember, like this, like, the in-party freestyles and shit. Like, from back then and shit.
0: You said the what party freestyles?
1: Like, the in-party freestyles. Like, we'd Mm. be uh, in the booth, but the party would be going on.
0: Yeah, they'd be outside the room. We'd be in the room.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That used to, like, make champions. Because if you didn't want, like, uh, if you didn't want 20,000 people from Redford to hear your flow, then you shouldn't go in the booth and drop it. I remember, like, Corey saying that. (laughs) Speaking to Corey,
0: for those who don't know, one of our home, our brother, Corey, uh, a.k.a. Tree, Treason, like, yeah, so he said, first time he met, he came with him, you know what I'm saying, like, and me and Tree was making music, because me and Corey, or Corey, uh, Kyle, his older brother, you know what I'm saying, we was kind of the same age, so, like, he kind of introduced me and Tree, you know what I'm saying, me and Corey, and then said he produced some beat or whatever, sent it to us, and then, like, it came from there, and then we linked up, and then that came from there, then Fifth got involved, Husky, all of us, like, it kind of all around the same time, and it formed all that, and that led to all the shows, and, like, you know what I'm saying, brotherhoods, like, you know what I'm saying, road trips, like, going on houseboats together, you know what I'm saying, like...
1: All that shit, even just, like, I feel like the small business era, like, like, Unity pretty much launched, like, the idea that you can just, like, do whatever you want to do and start your own like just pursue it, start your own business, invest your money towards it, and just do it for yourself mm-hmm. instead of like waiting around to like get a deal to get in a studio because that's what like most of the rappers in our in our township or even most of the rappers at that time like now it's a lot different back then, nobody was getting in a studio unless they either a had one of those like jank ass like drug dealer deals like you know and drug dealers like buy a studio and then they'll put the whole block on <laughs> yeah and maybe one nigga can really rap
0: one pop or so, something
1: <laughs> those is the only people getting studio time and then people with like semi-legit deals like they might be on the back burner for Def Jam or some shit and nobody believed that they was signed, but they would just be in the studio just cooking up shit like that was Big Sean's deal for a long time like we heard he got signed to Kanye and then we was like well, I don't see him with Yay a lot. Mm-hmm. And then eventually he crossed that barrier. Now the world knows him as a good music artist. And we saw but his yeah, come man.
0: up really like from the, we saw, speaking of Tree, Tree doing shows, them, we saw him, him, Mike posing, the Wiz Khalifa, that 09 era, like, you know what I'm saying? Like there was like.
1: Every one of them.
0: Think, like, But yeah, it was do it yourself. Studio time, everything. Shows, we're booking shows, we're meeting with the owners of the venues. Like, you know what I'm saying? I look back, I'm like, damn, that was like, it kind of all just came out of, not, not out of nowhere, but just like, it's cool how it evolved you know what i'm saying and
1: yeah even like bringing your own dj like you was ahead of like most people if the venue had a dj and a sound system that's what you just had to rock with Mm. and you and huska and tricky got ahead of it was like no we bring our own like our shit needs to sound consistent everywhere we go then you guys start bringing your own dj to every one of the shows and i would and say turkey
0: got shout out to turkey huskers brother older brother he's i would say he's the one that got us into the shows with the thc shit like i remember i think he would dj at bars it is whatever he would manage or whatever he, i don't know what he's doing at the bars but he at the end you know what i'm saying so <laughs> you remember like yeah, the yeah, yeah. uh three nicks the whiskey like yeah. those ones before the bullfrog all that yeah. shit like you know what i'm saying those are like kind of we were learning the ropes and then we get to the bullfrog and now we're meeting the owners and now we're talking percentages off the bar and door money off. Or, you know what i'm saying like working out deals talk and all about,
1: that shit talk about the like that When you, like, you pretty much ran the bullfrog for, like, two, three summers?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, like, talk about that. It's like, that's not, a lot of people don't know how, like, how that happened and, like, how legendary that shit was. Like, for somebody, like we were saying, doing it ourselves, like, starting up, like, starting your own shit from your room to running, like, every week, you was in charge of the talent for, like, three summers, right? Mm -hmm. like booking all the shows. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, I don't think people know like how much of a headache that had to be.
0: No, it was cool. It was natural. I guess it was just what it was. I was just adapting with the times. It wasn't like conscious effort. It kind of like, like I said, I kind of led into that with the shows. Tricky was uh, booking for us first, like the three next. And then once we got to the bullfrog, I guess maybe I had more of a sense of things. And then, Uh naturally we're meeting with the owners because they're liking the return they're getting. They're liking how we're packing that bitch out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like there's there's, they're like, okay, we're making money out the bar. We're making this bitch is packed every show. You know what I'm saying? So they're talking to me now, like basically like now I'm in direct connect with like uh what was her name? Jim and Lisa. You know what I'm saying? A couple. They're a married couple. They own that bitch. Like so now I'm having meetings with them behind the scenes and coming up with different ideas and different shows. And then I came with with the whole uh, $2 Tuesdays concept. So we're running that every Tuesday and doing different events like that. And then just putting all the homies that we knew from the city, you know what I'm saying, from Redford, from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know, me and Brandon, are, I would say we both represent both Detroit, Redford. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I would say they're both just as big as part, you know, part of my life. Like, they're and it's both right there. So, I mean, like, but experiencing both. But, yeah, man, just getting with the owners and then, then talking like I said business like okay you're you guys are bringing in bar sales and we're like okay so give us x you know five ten percent off your bar sales whatever profit you make tonight so they would print the receipts out you know what I'm saying show us whatever it was from the bartenders and then we got all the doors so if it's five ten dollars at the door that goes to all of us so it was four of us usually it was TAC, you know me tree huska and then uh tricky the dj so we split it four ways you know what I'm saying if there's a show with just us three we split it three ways you know what I'm saying whatever it was and then Like I said, this book, everybody we knew and just like curated, do the graphic work, do the promotion, do the, you know what I'm saying? But naturally, it was, there wasn't much promotion behind it because we had like the city, we had Redford behind us, we had like, you know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas that had, were in their own little cliques behind us, you know what I'm saying? We're all like unified in a sense, like really? So it's like, it was, it was really natural. And I learned a lot from it looking back and like, I see how good music and then, I mean, good music overall, how, if you're consistent with that, how you can generate people who fuck with you and like literally become fans of you will come to every show and buy the T-shirts we're printing. That's another thing. Printing shirts. What I'm wearing now, it's like we're, I'm printing it. You know what I'm saying? Like back then, yeah. we're we're uh, uh, basically have someone else do it, outsource it. But like I got into screen printing and learned how to do it myself. And granted, you probably won't do that forever because I mean, so many orders you gotta. You know, what I mean, outsource maybe or like whatever. That's a different story. But yeah, man, just do it yourself. Just it was it was just. I mean. Wasn't intentional, I think it just kind of happened naturally, and so we just I've been rocking like that ever since. Like,
1: I just know that's something like I always admired and looked up to is like because it wasn't just like, I right, we'll take care of the talent, like, you really did like uh restructure how they like how the bar ran on Tuesday nights, and then a lot of other bars in the area started copying that model, like, okay, we drop our prices down to that low, okay, it seems like we're gonna lose a lot of money. But we're only barring this spot that's doing it this low. And <clears throat> our connect's refort made it so that nobody was scared to come to the bullfrog, where like artists from other cities would be like, Oh, the bullfrog, I heard this, this, and that there. But we got the whole refort, like the it was way it was way before shit is as politically charged as it is now, but like you can say you got the left and the right in refort at the bullfrog packed out every Tuesday night, partying side by side. Mm. Everybody enjoying the same music. Everybody getting turned on to new music. Like you were saying, you always had connects to artists from Detroit. Like you would, if you did a show with an artist, you would get their contact info and be like, oh yeah, when are you performing next? Let's do shit. And I think like, that's where you was always ahead of your time. Like me and fifth would just, I just helped them move. We're talking about like the Barry Gordy, like zone of like, being able to like cultivate artists and like cultivate a scene. Mm -hmm. That's what you had. And that's, you still have that. I see you doing it out in LA too, but I'm just like, the part that I got to witness is when you were back here, but it's always been something that you like possess, like a Barry Gordy style of operation. It was always like bigger than you. It was always Mm -hmm. like a whole vision.
0: 100%. And I think that's why I get, attached to like you know some people we know a lot of artists we've known how many over the years some come and go some stick with it like we stuck with it over the years but like when someone i loved like kind of stops doing what they love it's like oh like i remember i used to push so many people i won't name people but some of our brothers just push them like come on bro like because i've seen the bigger picture like this is bigger than us bro like we can we can change lives. Throughs. We can we can make people feel better. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit we had going on, all of us, all from different backgrounds, like all brothers, though, and then the city, too. Like, I've kind of, like, I'm still doing it in my own way. It's different now. It's not as – and I'm not as attached to the idea that It all has to be, like, organic from home, from Michigan. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like I'm yeah. still the same way, but, yeah. But, like, even you saying that, like, I appreciate it puts things into perspective and, like – kind of shows me things that you know what i mean i don't really look at often so thank you yeah
1: it's just it's an outside outside observation because for you you it's like you're saying you're moving off like pure motivation so it wasn't like sitting back like all right i'm gonna be this business genius and i'm gonna it was just like oh this would be tight let me try to do it Mm -hmm. and then it like you did it because you had the vision and it worked but it was never like for like the glory or i don't know if that's the right word but it was never like the accolades or the like the status like some people just want to be like popping but they're not like they're dabbling in the art or whatever it is activism or any of the things that people think will get them a certain amount of attention but they aren't really about those things so they aren't moving in a genuine fashion Mm. when it comes to executing those plans they're like looking at like if you went into those bullfrog shows thinking about the door price then it wouldn't be good shows because you wouldn't be worried about okay if i got this 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 and this artist is going to be this type of show and that would be tight and then next week i'll do because you're you would be worried about like all right i gotta make this 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 and this Mm -hmm. much money and i gotta get this much return and then People don't realize, like, how much that, like, can poison a thing.
0: Bro, that's so true. That's probably why so many shows are trash. Like, they put a hundred niggas on the shit, you know what I'm saying? A hundred artists, and then, like... You know what I'm saying? They don't care who it is. They just know it's gonna bring. They might bring X amount of people. They might bring three, four, five, 10 people. You know what I'm saying? Like so that I bring an X off the door. So they're they're not curating based off the the talent of the art. Like the way I look at it's yeah. like it's curating just fucking dope ass shows. Like and showing that all these people can come together from Redford to Detroit to Brightmoor. You know what I'm saying? East side, West side, Southwest. People in Livonia, bro. Fucking the Burbs. You know what I'm saying? Them coming out. Like exactly. you kind of said it earlier. Like I'll oh, bring. In, that's true as fuck. Bringing all them together. Like. It's documented too. You can go on YouTube, you can see some of the pictures, the videos, like looking back, like it's just like, damn, like that, that's, that's, that's the whole vision though with music in general and anything I'm doing. Like I just want, there's common ground between a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? And just bringing it, even if it is for that one night at the a show, they feel good and they leave feeling good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's that moment at least, like it's possible, like.
1: Yeah, it's that, it's, it's that atmosphere looking around. Everybody's having a good time. And it's not just you having a good time and everybody's having a good time for the same reason. There's like a warmth that spreads through a room from that shit. And even like, not even just music, but like all art. If you're like doing it in a pure way and you're trying to like, like have people, like give people joy, like you said, like spread joy, spread love. Or even if it's like Kid Cudi, like sad art, like if you're doing it to connect to people in a real way, it's going to work. But if you're doing any type of art maybe besides like swag rap to get money is not it's never really gonna work
0: Mm. no longevity in it
1: that's just like there can be longevity but it's like how long can the artist stay motivated for that because like once you get the money or once you get the clout or the recognition Mm. it's like a demotivator it's like that much less drive to go and do it again, to go out and kill. You gotta be a lion every time you execute. But the more content you get, the more comfortable you get, the harder it is to like, have that get up and go. Like when you like, are genuinely just like, I'm making this type of music because this is the type of music I want to hear. And I want people who want it, people like me want to hear this type of music and I want to get it to them. That's like the pure motivation versus like, how do I get a dollar out of everybody's pocket?
0: Right.
1: I think I learned go a ahead, go ahead. lot of, in this last year, like just like working with like shows and like filming shit is pretty much, it runs with the same parallels. Like you can run into all the same traps, like the same, like there can be like gritty people who are like saying they want to help, but they just really want to get a piece of the pie. And then there's like genuine people who really want to like contribute stuff. You can run into all the same shit in music as <clears throat> all the other shit, really. If it's not genuine.
0: Speaking of film, this is a random side note, but do you ever, I know we've probably talked about it before, but, like, you ever think about dabbling out here ever? Like, or at least testing it out, coming out here to see what's up? like?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, um, my goal is to either move to California or New York. But my thing with it is when I do it, I want to be, like, at a certain level. Like, the level I'm at right now, there's probably, if there's, I don't know, 30 million people in America, there's probably at least 14 million at this skill level. Like, just off rip. Or maybe not 14 million, because that's, like, half. But there's probably 5 or 6 million people at this skill level that I'm at.
0: Right, right. So, if I
1: can get to, like, in the 15, like, 1,500,000, in that top percentile, then I'll move to LA because that's where like that's the cream of the crop goes.
0: Interesting, yeah, interesting, yeah. I see exactly what you're saying. Get to but a like, certain caliber and then you go attack. Like, all right, now I'm ready for war, now I'm going, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um, I would say though, like a nice three to five day little come here just to say what up. Like, oh, that, know, yeah, I could do that. Anything, I would say that because I, no, I have another man. friend who's like in the film back in Michigan, back in Detroit, and always from Saginaw, but lives in Detroit now, but um. Yeah, same thing. He just came out here just for a little bit and made his plans to move here eventually, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. but I see, like, I see you and the whole gang coming out here. Oh, y'all, like, Tyrell, like, you and the, you know what I'm saying? Like, that'd be crazy. <laughs> like, everyone yeah, has I different, mean, like, uh, ideas and goals and what they want to, where they want to be, and obviously, but, like, I could see. That's what,
1: been, like, that's been a plan probably since, like, sounds weird to even say but like 2011 is when we started the company so probably like 2013 is when it was like okay we can move to we can do this in california but like as like i was saying like the more you go and the more you learn about the shit like the like the more you start to see like all right where am i at the more the technology changes like uh 4k cameras come to cell phones Mm -hmm. and then you're like so what was pro level gets not. Back, and then you gotta make that climb again. But definitely, like, I wanna start making like trips to all the corners of America and start like building like a repertoire there. Like, at least have people that I know. It just sounds stupid, but like, you always hear rappers talk about like checking in, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't have to be like on some like gangster gang shit, like, so you don't get killed. But like, if you can go somewhere and know somebody in your field and you can get work like soon as you get there or at least have a connect to get work soon as you get there and that's like a type of checking in too like letting somebody know like okay i'm um, i'm in atlanta Do how many people do you know like shooting videos how many people do you know need like cat like crew like somebody to fucking hold a boom mic or like fucking hold a reflector the little shit that people don't want to do but like that's how people pay bills like, and you're planting seeds shit, that
0: man. way you can plant seeds that way as far as like you know what i'm saying go there doing exactly what you're talking about and then you're planting seeds along the way you you know what i'm saying whether it's relationships uh someone who needs you for something you know what i'm saying like is, is this cutting out i feel like i was hearing like a click noise no cool. i hear it i hear it clear it's, it's cool, clear. cool but yeah um yeah that was just a random question i had um but i no, don't say- question. I want to talk about. We kind of talked about about a little earlier. These uh, verses, battles, celebrations. Uh, everything's been going on. Swiss Tembo, You know what I'm saying. Putting on these events. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how you been feeling about those? What are some of your favorites? Like, uh, yeah, we'll start with that. What are some of your favorites that you've seen so far? Like,
1: uh, so how I feel about it? Like, it pretty much got me through quarantine. Like, it was like a good motivating factor to like, like, oh, you can still. Like you can do shit. Like while the world's locked down, but you can still like keep shit going, keep shit moving. Uh, some of my favorites are the first ones, but um, I think probably my favorite two so far are John Legend and then the Erica Badu Jill Scott one. Not even because I'm like so in tune with the Erica Badu Jill Scott style of music, but more like um, just like the filling like uh, watching it, like they were giving each other like so much love yeah. for like two hours. I was just feeling like, I don't know, like how you feel like if you visit your mom or something, you know The I connectivity
0: mean? Like, of it, the, the sisterhood of it, the love of it all, the genuineness, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah.
1: And then the John Legend, Alicia one was like, they were showing each other a lot of love too, but it was just sweet to see them back to back on fucking grand pianos Jeez. in the same room. The sound quality is fucking crispy as fuck. The camera is fucking crispy as fuck. Like, you can just see, like, how much <clears throat> Swiss and Tim have been stepping it up, like, over the weeks. And they've been putting these shits on, like, every week. Just, like, it's filled the void of a lot of sports that we was missing. Mm. But, oh, god
0: you see the numbers too. Like when they're, in, they're like, damn, these men know what, half a million people here. There's 700 sometimes. you know what I mean? Like in the impressions behind us, it, like all at once though, like that's the love. And like, even like the gospel on Kirk Franklin and uh, Fred Hammond, like, he's from Detroit, like represent, uh, like, uh, like gospel music. You wouldn't think that they'd be pulling in. I'm not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying I would think that, but an average music listener might not think you could pull that many people out at, one moment to no, listen yeah. to that, but that shit was like, I teared up on some of these, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just yeah. real shit, like.
1: Like, uh, Ludacris versus Nelly, like, uh, it was like a memory lane for me, because I was like, shit, like, uh, Nelly's song is probably, like, the first rap song I learned every word to, like, that I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes, yeah. like, that's the first song I learned every word to, and then the next was probably uh, DMX, like, Oh, you think it's funny you don't know me money <laughs> like mm-hmm. as far as like uh like even just being a rapper and like Nelly taught me about breath control just by learning the words of that song because it was so catchy that like in fourth grade like it was just like bleeding into my ear and then I remember like going like field trips to the skating rink the roller skating rink and Ludacris Dolan bows would come off and then the whole floor would like uh <laughs> like clear out everybody being the center fucking throwing fake elbows and shit in fourth mm. grade, falling down on skates like, ah, <laughs> fucking just so stupid. But it was like a real trip down memory lane. And it reminded me like how old I am too, because mm. like those albums are like 20 years old.
0: Who would you like to see? Like, do you have anyone in mind? Like, oh, that would be a dope one.
1: Um, in the beginning, there was artists that I wanted to see up against each other. But the more I see like how they like go and like how they work, like, a hit record on the charts doesn't really it won't always translate to like what they want to hear in the versus battle. But I thought the fucking I think like uh maybe Eminem versus Redman, just cause they got like super playful, like uh like super playful styles, but they also really know rap, like they can also like just bar somebody up if they want to. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe like Redman versus Busta or like Luda versus Busta, like those more like animated rappers. Yeah. and then like I think maybe that's why like, people want
0: to see Busta and Missy, the animation part of it, the animated. Like. Exactly. Because their
1: videos were so similar. So like they really captured that era. Like they really ran that era. Like little blue Busta Rhymes running around and then Missy in the trash bag. That's like what videos are in my mind. And then like puffy and mason the shiny suits but like it was always a a theatrical step up in the 90s versus like now videos are still like some people's videos are still over the top and then other people's videos are just like them hanging out Mm -hmm. it's still all art but like i do miss that uh production value that went into a little wax video back in the day. Yeah.
0: I think Dre and Snoop would be dope back and forth. Just them going back and,
1: uh, forth and forth. I never thought about like yeah, two people like on this in the same coast in the same era. That's yeah, I never thought about that. Who else would you like would you think would be bomb?
0: Ooh. I would like to see Wayne with someone. Um I don't know who though, off the top of my mind. Um Wayne Drake. You say versus who? Drake Drake
1: yeah,
0: that would work, that would work think- similar similar camp- I say similar camps, I mean, I don't know <laughs> I mean, they're the same camp, I guess <laughs> I don't know how that works, but um yeah that that would actually work, but i I would want someone more i don't want to say seasoned in the sense of like. Records being produced But like years And like you know what I'm saying who's been In, in it yes. for like yeah. Time time Like Wayne's been here For some time time Like I'm not saying Drake's going anywhere But he's no, been here For but Since too, he was
1: 14 what, 13, 14 With Cash Money How uh, Lil Wayne's been rapping
0: Oh Wayne yeah Something like that yeah 12, 13, 14 He's been around Yeah Just been So yeah Since a child
1: <laughs> I don't even know If anybody else Has been around Like that long like, with that many, like, different, like, styles and different eras, too.
0: Snoop has been around for, I would say, a long time like that, as far as years-wise. Um, I don't know how they would match up, though, like, music-wise. Record like, for record? Yeah, because, like, something like Luda and Nelly, that was kind of perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't have yeah. thought that, but, like, the era, the sounds, the, the content, it's like, it kind of, they're not the same type of artist, but it worked. You know what I'm saying? Like, Erica Badu and Jill Scott, like, those are two soul queen you know what i'm saying like those are yeah it makes sense like um so i don't know i don't know i would like to see i mean yeah, because he's one of my favorite but i don't know with who once again i guess these are people i'd like to see do it i just don't know who to match him up with like if i put some thought into it like even ti was someone dope because ti's got records like obviously oh, give me one Ho, I gotta, uh, yeah go ahead
1: I gotta restart this camera real quick yeah go ahead just one second fuck
0: For those who don't know we're speaking of uh versus um v-e-r-z-u-z i believe it's spelled uh timbaland swiss beats um if you're not familiar with the hip-hop world i guess <laughs> in the music world in that sense producer world producers uh Sorry. and right i'm putting back. on these shows i'm um, just explaining to the audience what verses is in case they're unfamiliar just explaining uh even if they're unfamiliar with the hip-hop world, you know what I'm saying, producers, I would say mainly musicians, Timbaland, Swiss Beats, putting on these, uh, since the pandemic started, we've all been in the crib basically, putting on these music events via Instagram and having two legendary artists go head-to-head, basically, kind of starting in a battle sense, they're kind of saying celebration more depending. Some of them are like head-to-head, we're going head-to-head, some of them are just like- Yes. Like Jill and Erica. Erica had a little bit of like, you know what I'm saying, but it wasn't like, it wasn't that at all, like, but yeah, she wasn't trying ahead. to kill nobody. Right, exactly. Even though <laughs> but, she had um, the Bruce Lee, that was hard, but yeah.
1: You know, like, a couple of them have been tense and a little bit weird. Have you seen, did you see the uh, Sean Garrett versus The Dream?
0: I had a feeling you're going to bring that up. That, I think that might be like, there's probably some other ones I haven't seen. I know for sure I didn't see that one. I feel like I've seen clips and some other, like, Memes behind it, but like I'm not too familiar. But I know I feel like it, from my understanding, from what I've sensed, it seemed to be like some catastrophe. Like just like they were like, um, too drunk, too like yo. tension behind the them to like be kind of like you know what I'm saying, like subtle <laughs> yeah. kind of subtle kind of jabs. I'm like it feels like yeah, or, am I right? It or? seemed
1: like yeah, like they were. It seemed like they were trying to play it at first, like be friendly, but then like the more like I guess it is. It's hard for artists. Like, I think it was better when it was just, like, the writers. Because the writers, like, they let the go of their ego a long time ago when they signed off to let somebody else sing their song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, artists have, like, this, like, invested, like, no, my style is the style. This is the way it should be done. I'm the best. Get your shit out of here. And that's how, like, uh like Sean Garrett was, like, really feeling himself, which is fine. But, like, then he dropped the record and then the audience wouldn't be feeling it. So then it would just look like the dream was just like King dream. And he really is. His pen his Pen is like lethal as fuck. Who dream are like, talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. American dream. I know Sean Garrett's nickname is the pen, but the dream's nickname should be the pen. But mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, like the song choices, like some of them, like some of these artists that lost, they could have won if they would have, like – Looked in, looked through their catalog more before the verses. Like Nelly and Luda, Nelly had way more records that he could have dropped on Luda that he never dropped, and he chose for like, uh, chose to go with like a couple unknowns and stuff. But it's a battle of the hits. So Luda right. only played his hits, so it was like he was just hammering them over the head. But, that wins because I mean, you
0: have a broader audience, right? But then it goes between like. I mean, hits can have impact too, but there is kind of a difference between hits and impact. You know what I'm saying? Some, yeah. especially like in hip hop and certain, I mean, I'm sure it's across any genre you listen, some who are heavy in the country, like there's certain country records that are like, but like, I don't know, like, you know what I'm saying?
1: No, I know exactly what you're saying, because there's like radio hits that the streets don't want to fucking hear at all. Mm. And then there's like street hits that drop and nobody knows like the words to it because right. they wasn't in the streets at that time. And I think nelly should have went more in the middle like he had a he had a lot more like his personal faves i would say right. instead of like you got to kind of have like that dj dna to be like okay like what let me check my crowd like what like what kind of shit is they on right now okay what are they responding to when so when he drops his record are they are they feeling it
0: Cause in those are going to have two different crowds mainly. You're going to have the crowd who's not really too familiar. Then you have like the mainstream who doesn't going to know the hits and they're going to have the crowd who's there solely because they fuck with you, who are going to know. So if you cater to both kind of, like you said, have that balance, like I'm going to play the hits, maybe majority hits. So it's, it's a safer route. You know what I'm saying? In this scenario. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like going into voting and I guess shit like that, but like. It's just knowing
1: when too, like, it's like looking for that combo. Cause like a couple artists, when I watched, like, if they had a major hit, like, they'd drop it too early or, like, they'd drop it too soon. Like, they didn't have somebody on the side reading the comments either. Because, like, and uh actually a couple people, like, so many people worked on that song, Yeah, for Usher. That has been in, like, so many fucking versus battles that I'm sick of it again. Yeah. But, like, every, every person who worked on it, the comments would be like, drop Yeah. And then it would be like right in the middle of the battle, and then they wait till the end and people would be like, I was expecting it earlier. So like when you start expecting a song, it starts playing in your head already.
0: So uh, then
1: when it drops later than you wanted it to, it's like a disappointment or it's not the same energy. I feel like. But I, I don't would, know, I'm
0: not like picking back off the IG, like the verses, everything, like Cause like you said it's a different form of entertainment right we weren't used to that wasn't really happening before it's happening because of the pandemic and all that like seeing how we're kind of going back to whatever you want to call normal or whatever you want to call like how do you see like where do you see like not the evolution but where do you see performances and like distribution and, and engaging with the audience do you see like this being something as well as obviously like in like in in in, in in-person performances you know what i'm saying like do you see like people doing more digital performances more streaming performances more visual entertainment like this or do you see it more fading away and getting just solely back to the you know venues and
1: so here's the here's what i think it all depends on it all depends on what the labels do the labels are have already been what i've been hearing they've already been trying to fuck it up with like oh, no, you can't play all these songs on a versus battle and then not pay out distribution. And that's what happens. Companies, for people who don't know, companies usually come in and fuck up a good thing looking for money before it's time to look for the money. So, like, there's money in a versus battle, but you got to let it grow and get big. And you got to let the fucking artists play the songs that they made. It's not like, I don't know, it's not like throwing it in a movie or a TV show, and then nobody's getting paid. It's just a versus battle that's up for, what, 24 hours? You know what I mean? A whole so other like, conversation
0: is ownership. Like, it, like some of these, I remember the Kurt Franklin and Fred Hammond one, bringing that one up again. Like, someone, it was either in the comments or someone in the background was like, yo, play it. You own that song right there. But the fact he owned that one and not all the other ones, like, damn, like, the fact... These artists can be controlled with their own music that they put all their time, you know what I mean? Because they don't own yeah. it. Like so someone can literally tell them you can't play your song. Like, you know, it's like, yeah. damn, like or you what?
1: gotta call and get permission for your shit. That's like calling somebody else to get permission to pull your dick out. Bro. Like it would like, be retarded.
0: That's a whole nother podcast, probably, but that's a conversation we had too. But like that's the direction I see. The business going though, artists gaining more control. But now, because now it's like celebrating, you know, you own your masters now. You hear artists, I bought my masters, but you know what I'm saying? It's like celebrating now. Like, that's, I feel that's like it should have been like that from the
1: get go, I feel like. But artists wasn't always focused like that. If, mm-hmm. like, because a long time, like, digital streaming services really changed the way shit works. Because when labels used to take a major cut because they actually had to print up your CD. They actually had to package it. They actually had to pay to ship it to fucking all the Best Buys. So, like, when back then you could actually trace the money, like, okay, so it really went here. Okay, it really went to this billboard. Now they're just pressing upload fucking from a laptop at 3 a.m. Yeah. And your album drops. And there's no fucking billboards. They just, you post your own fucking album cover, your own commercial from Instagram. Like, that's what all the artists are doing. I found out like when Drake and Future Drop, you find out on Twitter. Like it's not you don't drive down the street and see a billboard, like, oh yeah, there's a new Drake album. Yep. But when streaming services came out and the model changed, the deductions from the artist cut still stayed the same. So the distributors are still taking as much money as they would have back when they was printing up CDs. And they aren't like they aren't spending that much to put your shit out. They aren't spending anything, really,
0: Right. Think about it. Do you think um, – I don't know how the business side of it works, but my, my guess is that do you think labels are in – say, like, Spotify music, Apple Music, do you think labels are part of that and it's a way to
1: yeah. make money since off their
0: legacy acts and off shit that's not going to – you know what I mean? Like they, they 2016, all this-
1: since they, like, uh, restructured, like, all the shit in 2016 – and it was supposed to be a big deal because it was like the labels talking about like they were going in to fight for the artists because the artists only getting pennies on the dollars from the streaming services. But they went in and just cut a, a deal that was good for the labels, really. Like certain, uh, like Universal, I think they got deals, they got a deal with Apple. And then like other people, like, that's why you like in 2015 and shit, you would see like certain artists being like, I'm signing the Apple exclusive, like all my shit's only going there. I'm signing the title and all my shit's only going there. It's because the labels were like, like Lucian Grange and shit was like running all that. So it wasn't like the artists like getting a direct cut from Apple like they would from Nike or some shit. It was Lucian being like, but these are my top 10 artists. I got Drake and Nicki and et cetera, et cetera. So I'm going to send them to Apple and then another company will have their top 10 artists and they send them to Spotify. But I think, so the next time it gets restructured, you're going to see, it's going to be when artists stop signing the labels at all and they just sign straight to Apple. So then they don't, their cut won't go through a label. It'll go straight from their streams straight to their pocket. And then that's when artists will get a bigger cut of the shit. But it goes back to, like you said, like getting a bigger cut is great, but ownership is everything. Mm. So, like, if artists go back to that mindset that they were in when they would get in advance and just live off that shit and be like, well, this is fucking three million more than I ever had when they were supposed to get 14 million or whatever it was supposed to be. If artists get happy with the small amount and don't focus on the large amount ownership, owning their pub, owning their distribution, all that shit, then... It'll go right back. It'll just be the same wave over again, just in a new package, like a new way for artists to get fucked. So how do you feel? streaming services start fucking them.
0: Like, how do you feel about the streaming services? Do you think the model's okay? Do you think it's fair? Like, say, I guess it's kind of a two-part question, because if the labels are involved, of course your percentage is lower. But say you're owning everything direct. Just, like, let's say, like, a Russ, for example. I feel like he said there's music or there's money in streaming. You know what I'm saying? You just got to own your shit, basically. Like. Yeah. I feel like that's part of the argument, and the other, I wonder if that's true, and I wonder if, like, the numbers behind it, like, the, how much you're getting uh, paid per stream, if that's, like, fair, like, how do you feel about that, like?
1: I think it is fair, like, once you get into, once you get into Russ's stratosphere, so, like, if I get, like, 500, if I get, like, 500 streams, I might get, like, I don't know, like, eight bucks or some shit, I don't Mm -hmm. know, but he's getting, like, 500 streams an hour. Mm -hmm. So, for him, that's, like, that's like selling the numbers a cd man. every ding,
0: ding, 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 yeah. you
1: know and people like stream like streams are unlimited like you you'll stream all your favorite artists today versus back when you was to have to like you can only buy a cd once and then you play it every time they get nothing from it
0: right so i think
1: streaming is like it can be an avenue for artists to make more money if they do it right right if they cut the right deals in the beginning if they say fuck the label or like I think a bunch of label heads are like at the streaming services now too like what's my man's name?
0: I mean if you're smart
1: (laughs) yeah like uh, Jimmy Iovine like he started Beats and then sold Beats to Apple so he could get into the like get a high ranking position at the Apple streaming service shit
0: and going back to what you're saying that's a good point that you said like you can stream forever so like Say a single was a dollar back in the day. You might make more than a dollar from one person in the long term. You know what I mean? Once, you, once yeah. they bought it, that $1 is just a dollar. That CD is $10. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's capped. You're not, unless they go yeah. buy it again, which was the chances of that. You know, It's like saying? digital
1: weed. Mm. It's like if you could sell the same pack to 200,000 people, it's a $10 pack, but 200,000 people got to get high off of it. And you got paid every
0: time. Labels who have like real catalogs. I mean, like I don't know who owns. I'm just naming random legacy acts: the Beatles or Jimi Hendrix or a Kanye. Whoever owns, the, like, it's still ways for them to make money off this shit that people aren't going to go out and buy those records. You know what I mean? The, the subscription yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay, ten bucks no, a right. month. And Spotify has a hundred and however many million subscribers. I think I read that recently. I could be wrong on that number, but like I think it the is. Math that, I think like, it fucking
1: is up. Bro, there. that's like, billion,
0: like over a billion a month. T- you know what I mean? Obviously, there's payouts and. Gotta, they're throwing out
1: the numbers. They're throwing out the billion numbers like it's nothing. I think like Frank Ocean has like a hundred billion streams. I think that's, and my that's argument. Frank Ocean.
0: When people say music doesn't sell, it's like because music isn't for sale. Like it's a different yeah. model now. You know what I mean? People are paying ten dollars a month to have access to music. They're paying X amount of dollars to have a ticket set or go to the concert. You're paying X amount of dollars on the merchandise you. You know what I mean? They're they're paying you know what I mean. It's like the money's just not going directly to the artist, and it's usually been like that. But it's just yeah, it's always like, <laughs> Like you said, when it, uh, you're kind of talking about restructuring the everything right now, when it restructures again, I think the more as time goes on, the more artists become more aware of things. I'm like, oh, shit, like, damn, like, we have the control. Without us, there is none of this. We can do business deal. We can split percentages. I'm cool with that. Exactly. You can take a cut if you do something, you know what I'm saying? But you're not just going to take me and then take everything from me and exactly. give me a little bit, like, you know what I'm saying? Because
1: like- that's how I worked before. The artist was designed to get fucked the most. Because mm. everybody, you... You pay the producer for producing a beat, and then they get a cut when the song comes out, too. You pay to get your album cover shot, and then, like, sometimes those guys will get a distribution cut just off the artwork of them shooting your cover art. Bro, you think they was doing then, over,
0: like, I'm not to cut you off, but do you think they was just throwing shit on artists' play? Like, yo, you got to do this, you got to do that, just to rack up numbers so they're, they're yeah. bill basically the, uh, the amount owed back in debt. They're just, like, yeah, <laughs> they're racking a, up their bills
1: known label scam oh like because they can because okay so say uh i say you make you sell you go diamond and you should make you should get back 20 million dollars from that we, we can say well we spent you only went diamond because we spent you know 15 million on your advertising yeah. and all, all this bullshit and then to even find out if you're getting fucked you have to pay to audit the label. Uh, Yeah, yeah. So then somebody can look through all their books. That's saying that, like, that's depending on whether or not they kept the books accurate, and they don't always keep the books accurate. But you also got to pay the lawyer to audit the shit, and that could take two years, three years, four years, Mm. because they're looking... They don't just look through the shit with your name on it. They got to look through the label, whole shit, all the artists that they fucking put out, and make sure, like, okay, what's consistent okay are they always spending 15 million for advertisement okay it's just artists in this tier and then by the time you pay out the lawyer for that shit you still only you're still getting chump change on back what you owed, if you're owed anything because they might audit the whole label spend all that time take all your money and be like nope they didn't do anything wrong and you just
0: yeah yeah so
1: a lot of artists didn't go that route just like getting your publishing back like artists would have to make artists would have to know what their pub was worth like to the cent to be able to uh, like go in and make an offer to the label that was fair cuz the label could be like all right i want fucking we only got two of your albums but if you want the pub back on those give us 9 million <laughs> you didn't make 9 million on none of those albums but the label did mm-hmm. and they're thinking about selling it to movies and commercials so they're like, that's another $9 million we can make. So why would we sell it to you for the 200000 It's actually actually pro- probably worth? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the moral of the story is ownership and, yeah, knowing what you're getting into, the business side of it. Don't just be an artist. I mean, yeah, that may work for you. Every Every story is different, but if you're going into any art, like, yeah, know your shit. Protect yourself. Like, know your worth. Don't just go for every dollar you see, like, you know what I'm saying? Not every dollar is a good dollar. Like
1: have an exit strategy. Cause that's like, some people fuck themselves over too, because they think they're being smart. Like they'll go in, they'll get an offer. And then they're just like, their brains is like, Oh, demand more money. And they don't, they never take the time to find out if they got a good offer for it. Like where they're at. Like, so sometimes like, like we were saying, like the artist is always designed to get fucked in the industry. But sometimes you can get a deal where it's like, okay, i am put out this first album, get the exposure. I might get fucked on that, but I renegotiate right after this first album. So I'll take that loss because it's worth it in the long run. Versus like somebody else might offer you more money, but then you're on the hook for fucking eight albums. And that's how a lot of artists get fucked, too. Because in the beginning, they were like, oh, I'm getting X amount of millions and I'm signing this contract. And they're not thinking about it. And then their star grows. They become a bigger artist than what they was when they signed, and then they're still stuck in that contract where they only get X amount of money, even though they're bringing in the truckload. Right. But you just got. It's about having lawyers. Number one, it seems expensive, but like any any first contract you get, always have a lawyer look over it, and always have a lawyer that knows like the business you're going. If you're in entertainment gotta have an entertainment lawyer you can go get sam bernstein and sam's gonna look over his room and be like huh i don't see nothing wrong with it but <laughs> sam don't fucking know entertainment <laughs> law you know what i mean yeah, yeah, just because yeah, he's yeah. a good lawyer but yeah it's just like that awareness of like okay where am i at what am i worth what do i plan to be worth like russ russ signed a deal but when he signed the deal he's kept like he kept his pub like he was saying like There's money in streaming if you do it right. So Russ pretty much got, like, free advertisement from one label just so that label can look like, well, we got one of the hottest artists over here. It's almost worth it for them. It's like signing a – it's like if Nike signs an athlete. Like, they don't own that athlete's hooping abilities, but by that athlete being in-house at Nike, other athletes are going to come to Nike and be like, this is where I want to be. Two things. that's how Russ is.
0: Two things, yeah. I would say Russ is someone, especially for musicians, artists right now, is someone I would follow or pay attention to their moves. Even if you don't listen to the music, I would say pay attention to the business moves and what he's saying about ownership and what, he, you know what I'm saying, the message behind how he's moving and what he's doing because he's a good example of how to move. And another thing I thought it was kind of what you said earlier about seeing artists doing more direct deals to Spotify, to Apple Music. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a smart move and I think that that'll be in the future too. Like, you know what I'm saying? People... Uh, you put an album out, I'll sell it to Spotify for X amount of dollars and maybe get a return on whatever other business, whatever you want to put yeah. in there. You know what I mean? Like, everything will be different. Like, uh, Joe Rogan. Uh, I want to talk about that, actually. Like, Joe Rogan, the Spotify deal, like, that seems legendary. That kind of came out of nowhere. I'm like, holy shit. Like, what's, where are you at with that, like, when you heard that? like, what
1: When I initially heard it, because I didn't have all the details, it was, like, shocking. But, like, I know Rogan, because I – been listening in the last 10 years i'm like this is the one guy that's not doing something like for the cash grab mm. so if he's like if he has a deal with spotify then it has to be like everything's on his terms or he wouldn't he would never sign the deal yeah. and then like the next day the numbers came out and then he made the post about like no i own everything mm-hmm. it's still mine all the content is mine i decide everything is this is a dish like a this is a licensed deal Like, I'm giving them the exclusive license to air my shit, steal my shit. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's the the mindset. That's, like, what his shit was built on. That's, like, what Joe Button, even Joe Button, like, that's what his shit is built on. It's, like, he's never been at one of these companies doing one of his shows or with one of his properties without having a seat, like, a higher seat at the table at one of these companies.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: so his show airs on Revolt, but he's, like... One of the guys that revolt now.
0: Revolt, complex, Spotify. Exactly.
1: Yep. All that. Like, and that's like really what it's about. Like, knowing, like, knowing your worth. Like, he doesn't. Like, Joe Button doesn't have the Joe Rogan deal for however many hundred million, but he knew like where he was at and what his shit was worth and what would be a good deal for him. And And that boy leveled
0: the fuck up from it. Like,
1: and his like. One thing I really admire about him that people might not pick up on listening to his show, but like what I was talking about, like contract renegotiations with albums, like he's like really keen on that. Like his contract renegotiations is every six months. And most of the places he's at, he's like the biggest draw up until when Joe Rogan comes there he might be the biggest draw. But Button's the most consistent and he's bringing in the fan base. So when your contract is like up, that soon all the time you can constantly renegotiate so you can keep climbing keep climbing but like the people paying you also know what it's worth now because in the last six months you proved like okay our business was here and then the next six months is here so you just, you actually deserved as much more money versus he could have went in in the beginning like give me x amount and they'd be like uh. Um, why would we take that chance? Like you know. So with what I mean? that, like
0: renegotiating, say every six months. So six months from whenever the last one was. Say they come to him and they're like, this is what we were thinking. He's like, this is what I'm thinking. They're like, uh, nah. Could he pull back? Or obviously, it's every contract's in terms different. Like, yeah. but do you think there's he'd be like, all right, well, I'm gonna go. You know, what I'm saying I'm gonna, we'll go our separate ways, type thing. Like,
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, that's the that's the whole thing about the ownership. You're not locked yet. in. Yeah, he's like it's the same as like he's like like Spotify's license in his program basically
0: every that's six why, months like, we're coming back to the table we're it's say on legit. his
1: youtube it's not on like they don't have uh that's the thing that was most shocking about the rogan shit is because i very used to watching his shit on youtube yeah so when he announced like even my videos gone there i was like oh shit the, like it's gotta be insane that's when my like mindset changed from like is this is this a cash grab to knowing that like no this is like some real legit like worked out shit
0: I instantly went to look up like Spotify video. I'm like, is there a video on Spotify? Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm, he's, I la- really-
1: he's launching a platform.
0: So I'm thinking I'm like, you know they're doing something crazy behind the scene. And it's got to be up to par, bro. You can't come in, have Joe Rogan have millions of people coming from migrating from YouTube to fucking, you know what I'm saying, Spotify, then have some glitches. Like, so they probably they got some shit under their belt. You know what I'm saying? That they're you know what sure. I'm saying have been revealed. Like, so I'm excited to see the video part and that that goes in the music part, so there's probably going to be videos on there, and I wonder if streaming's going to come into play with that, or advertising dollars come from that too, like, people viewing your videos, like, and so... If, it's like,
1: it, uh, if it works on the same way that, because Apple's got videos and shit, if it works on, I think that's what they're trying to, Apple and Tidal have had videos for a long time now, but if it works in the same, sense as that, like, uh, Vivo on YouTube, then yeah, they'll get, like, artists will get the cut that they would get from their shit iron on MTV or whatever for a stream. But also the label will get (laughs) whatever cut they would get.
0: That was like, go ahead.
1: No, I was just saying, yeah, that's what happened. Like they should get, they'll be getting paid for their video streams. Like their song streams.
0: But going back to what you're talking about, even the Joe Rogan, Joe Budden, like the exclusive because Joe Budden, he came over to Spotify. Like, but you kind of mentioned, like he still had the videos. He puts the episode out. Then two days later, or he was sorry. He puts the episode on the Spotify. Then two days later it comes out on YouTube. Whereas the Joe Rogan deal, it's, like, no video. I guess he can still put clips out on uh, YouTube, but all his video, like, that is one crazy, like, I'll put it this way. Like, when Joe Budden did the Spotify deal, I almost remember, like, vividly, like, going to Spotify. I would have Spotify here and there, do the trials, maybe pay for a month here and there. Never really, like, got into it. But once he went over there, I started listening to all the podcasts through Spotify, you know what I'm saying? Then I think – I can't say he's the reason behind, but I I could see – that being me leading into now i pay monthly you know what i'm saying now i'm most subscribers that i think that might have led me there so like who knows like but that's going back to renegotiation like uh so down the road whatever joe's terms is he could say after this year however many months or his years like x amount of people came over to spotify and listen you know what i'm saying you can kind of gauge how many people came over to spotify that weren't recent like viewers whether they're unpaid subscribers paid subscriber you know what i mean so that hundred play that that comes in the renegotiating say with joe budden like yo he can you know i'm one of them statistics i wasn't on there like that until his pot you know what i'm saying so Me like either. add a bunch of me's on there it's like yo million this many million people came over like so i'm gonna need a little bit more you know what i'm saying like <laughs>
1: yeah or they can or both of them can go back to apple like <laughs> look how you fucked up you had it first you had it exclusive. You guys invented podcasts. <laughs> you dropped the ball. You let us slip through your fingers. Go to Spotify. Mm-hmm. Now, what are you offering? Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, if they like boost Spotify's numbers like that, Apple is going to fucking do whatever they want to get them back. Because number one, Apple Apple has more of a leg to lean on than most of the other companies because they have so many products. Like they got the MacBook money. They got the iPhone the phone, money. Yeah the application money. So if Spotify can hustle up 100 mil to give to Joe Rogan, imagine what Apple can do once they, like, <clears throat> get it through their head. I think the only problem with the uh, shit with Apple is that they've been the free platform for so long. Like, so little guys can come up through Apple and make a name for themselves, and have their podcast, like, hosted somewhere where the big guys are and not have to worry about, like, getting muscled out of the game. Like,
0: what do you mean free?
1: Oh, like, so, um, like, uploading your shit, like, uploading a podcast to Apple Music is pretty much like not Apple Music, but, um, to the Apple Podcast platform is pretty much free. Anybody can do it. Oh, okay, like, okay, so, okay. but, like, once they start handing out exclusive deals, like, the pot gets smaller, I feel like. Because the guys that they're paying are going to be like, Outrageous I don't want to be competing against one of your little your little free nobodies because they're getting $100 mil. Like, you know what I mean? They're getting X amount of subscribers for free. And then, like, everybody who's getting fucking more than 100,000 subscribers a month is going to be going to Apple like, well, how much am I worth? And then it's going to start this, like, bidding war and this nitpicking war that will probably tear podcasting apart, really, if you think about it.
0: Because, because of the Nobody's
1: deals. yeah, nobody's gonna want to do it for free if they got like a certain amount of platform. Because right now, there's people with a hundred thousand subscribers who still like pretty much pay for their shit out of pocket. Like they get advertising deals like Nature Box or like um I don't know that Razor that what's that shit? Manscaped. Manscaped, mm-hmm. yeah. Like those guys, <laughs> it's like Nature Box and Manscaped are paying all the podcasters in the world. But pretty soon like, once people start feeling like, well, I need a piece of that Rogan pie, it's going to start declining, I feel like. You know what I mean?
0: Because they're going to think their value is worth more than they may be at that time. Yeah. Well, then weed people out who aren't doing it for the love, then, right?
1: Yeah, but it'll kind of tie Apple's hands because, like, some of those people, they are going to have to pay just to keep their platform. Like, because other, like, other streaming services will start popping up and paying X amount. And, like, pulling away fucking podcasters from the Apple shit because of the exclus like people signing exclusivity deals is the danger in it I feel like. Mm. It's like when oh like I was talking about with like title when title versus Apple first started and artists was like, well I'm only releasing my album on title I'm only releasing my album on Apple like it created this void of people in the middle who just didn't hear those albums. Cause it was like well, I'm not fucking I like this artist and I like this artist but I'm not getting two streaming services so it was just like fuck it I just won't listen to either one of those that's probably happened with podcasts once like a hundred different services start paying people and pulling them out like nobody's gonna subscribe to a hundred different podcast apps like oh, you yeah, have yeah, yeah. you know what I mean you'll have one and then Damn, that, I see whichever one wins point. out. Because
0: there's so many different services and doing them deals is going to spread everything out. So it's like, there's going to be 10 artists here, 10 is there, 10 art, yep. and those 30 artists might be some of your favorite, you know what I'm saying? But you don't want to pay for this and pay for that and yep. pay for that and do this. So like, what do you think is a solution or like a better model or some sort of. Um,
1: I don't know. It would have to be, it would have to become standardized. So, like, you know how on YouTube you get X amount of plays and then you automatically get a check from YouTube. Like, if you hit, like, a million or some shit, like, they have to pay you out. It would have to be like that for Apple and Spotify and Tidal. So then there would be, like, some kind of common ground. So, like, the guys who aren't getting paid would have it in their minds, like, well, I'm not getting paid because I didn't hit, like, this number. You know what I mean? Or I'm not getting this many subscribers a month versus, like, because right now, like a, a thousand actors have podcasts right now. Like, they've just so it's popping like
0: up. set a number, whatever standard, whatever is agreed on from all artists, whatever across the board. And then yep. that's just what it is. So if you're not making X amount, that's because you're not doing X amount. You're not bringing yep. X amount of views, X amount of. That makes sense. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Because mm. right now, like, Johnny Depp could start a podcast tomorrow and just off his name be like, well, I'm worth this much. And then, like, you know what I mean? Then what? You create this thing where somebody who's not famous might have a ton of podcast subscribers and then they're like, oh, fuck that. How much did you just pay Johnny Depp? He hasn't that kinda, made I feel
0: like Joe Budden, speaking of Joe Budden and Joe Rogan, I feel like Budden be making little jokes here and then like, I, I want that 100 million. You know what I'm saying? Where's my 100? You know what I'm saying? Now nah, he's expecting that now. Nah, if he doesn't get that, then what? Like, is he like...
1: No, I think like, as much as like, as crazy as off the wall as Budden might seem, I think he's really one of the people who's dialed in to like, like I was talking about earlier, like knowing like your actual like worth level, like some people think knowing worth just means ask for the fucking moon. But I think Button's one of the people who knows a hundred percent like, okay, I'm here. And then next year I could be here. So he's like planning it like that. So like if he wants the hundred mil, He knows how far he is from. He's going to have to work for that.
0: He's realistic about it, is what you're saying. He's like, this is where I'm at. He's not like, he's not letting his ego get involved. Nigga, I I do this. I'm dope. I got the coldest podcast in the game. You know what I'm saying? It's like, this is where I'm at. This is the amount of views I'm getting. This is, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's aware of the, where he's at in the marketplace. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I a hundred percent agree.
1: So he might, he might want the hundred mil, but he, he's smart enough to be like, okay, well, I'm at maybe 60 right now. Like, you know what I mean? And then once you get to like where you're probably worth eighty, then you can go ask for hundred because, for a company that big, it's chump change. But like if you're worth twenty, <laughs> you go marching in there asking for hundred, you just go get popped on the head like a fuck out child. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, speaking of podcasts, I want to talk about your podcast you recently launched. I would say recently launched, right?
1: Yeah, your yeah, like, yeah. Uh,
0: I want. It's been a
1: while. You huh? <laughs> uh at home safe. I mean, it's been a while since I did it. You probably see, like, dust on the set and shit. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, basically, um, I just, um, it's like I was saying, I was trapped in the house. And I started seeing, like, the versus shit. And I was like, I, I mean, I can still do shit. Like, I, I'm sitting in this house with, like, all the shit that I would need to just do something. And I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And I was like, I really want to, like, I, I'm not seeing people. I'm not seeing, like, my friends and shit as much as I normally would, I really just want to talk about the shit going on in the world. So I was like, all right, well, I already podcast. I already know like a lot of the basics to doing podcasts. Well, the biggest hurdle was like, can I, can I sit in a room by myself and talk for that long? And then like, <clears throat> so the first one was probably like, I don't know, 15 minutes just cause like the nerves and the self-consciousness. And then like, after a while you just get used to it. Like you get, overhearing your own voice and like talking to yourself you get over feeling self-conscious because you're rambling and shit so um i would say yeah like that's like what started is just being locked up in quarantine and not seeing people and still wanting to like express how i'm feeling and then it like paused up because like the world started like falling apart and shit (laughs) and i just really didn't feel like uh putting out a bunch of like goofy content of me, like, talking about nothing. And I didn't really feel like jumping on cam and, like, going off about, like, police brutality and racism because, like, it would just be... Like, my blood was started, blow I was just, like, have a temper tantrum on camera. I wouldn't be able to articulate as well as, like, you need to when you're talking about shit this serious. So, like, I uh, just switched my attention from that to, like, let me work on Trial Masters. Let me fucking... Put the time into getting this out because if the world ends and I don't get this show out, then who am I really? What am I really what Bro, have I been doing?
0: Trailmasters. Dope as fuck. Like You saw it? I watched everything. I watched them all. Oh, all the man. episodes. Yeah. Dope Thank as you. fuck. Like good Thank job. You, good dude. work. All of you. Like Thank you. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't go within it go in within the expectations, but I was pleased. I was like inspired. I was like, I was proud. I was happy. I was all these emotions. Like I laughed a lot. Like real laughs, real belly laughs. Like you know what I'm saying. Like, like y'all did really good on that. I'm happy y'all put it out too. Like y'all been sitting on it, working on it. Like you know what I'm saying for some time, and to see it all come together. And like, I see how serious y'all were. Because I I've heard about it. I've seen clips here and there. I didn't know what it was. Like really, yeah, yeah. Like, y'all knew what it was the whole time. But like y'all really put time into it. Like writing and the acting and the editing and the graphics and the you know what I mean. Like. It, for those who don't know, by the way, Trail Masters is a show, Brennan, and uh, you want to speak about it, introduce it, kind of? Oh, yeah. I'm, not,
1: <laughs> I'm like, I really am the worst, like, uh, I'm the worst at fucking self-promoting, like. <laughs> but, okay, so if you don't, if you don't know, which you probably don't, because it just came out, Trail Masters is a comedy series that I did with my company and my friends at Tower Row. it's uh, me, myself. Joey Catalano, Nick Catalano, and uh, it was shot by Dorian Bransford. But um, this is something that we, like, just started doing in 2015. Like, back when I was talking about, when we were talking about, like, when Unity started, just the spirit of, like, owning your own shit and just, like, do you like to do this? Then fucking do it. That's, like, in 2011, we bought a camera, took us a learning curve. We shot some shit. We shot a music video, shot a couple skits. A lot of them didn't make it out. And then in 2015, this was like the first thing that we were like, okay, if we sit, if we put all the skills that we accrued from 2011 to 2015, and take them and like take this serious, and like work at it every week for this whole summer, then we can actually have a show. We can actually have something <clears throat> without waiting for somebody to come give us a bunch of money to make a show. So that's what we did. We went out to Island Lake every, like. Every Saturday and Sunday, probably for the majority of that whole 2015 summer, going into, like, the beginning of the winter months, like, October. And then, like, it just really took a long-ass time to get everything together for editing. It almost still didn't come out just because of, like, all kinds of shit. Like, uh, shit falling apart at the scenes, Like, egos. Perfectionism. All kinds of shit. Roadblocks. So, everything was was shot...
0: In 2015, everything was shot that year from the summer up until October and stuff like that. Yeah. What's dope? I like it's like, it's all the homies, it's all your people, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you, I've seen y'all for years just kicking outside of doing this. So, like, that can get like, not scary, but going into like a production. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could imagine being not fearful, but like, these are all the homies. We're not all actors. We're not looking to be actors, you know what I'm saying? But like, 100%. y'all all played it well, you know what I'm saying? You can't, I didn't watch him be like, oh, he can't act or, <laughs> or this, but it was just dope to see, like, all y'all, like, Brent you like, the Catalano, shout out to all of them, Zach or Zach Leach, you know what I'm saying, like, yeah, Aaron was in there, like, you know what I'm saying, it seemed like, it's I mean, dope to see y'all all who are brothers, but like, put it all together, like, and actually put a good product out.
1: That's really what made it, like, work. It wouldn't have worked if we didn't, like, if we wasn't friends, it wouldn't work, because Like, we've done stuff with other, like, real actors, like, quote-unquote, real actors. And sometimes, like, maybe egos are just feeling like, well, I'm on this level. I'm not doing this free. Or, like, I don't know. Just, like, it's not as, like, the groove is a lot different. Like, we shot shit with real actors. There was times that the whole cast didn't show up. But, like, when we shot shit with our homies, every Saturday and Sunday, we would be out, we would start shooting eight in the morning and be out there till like dark eight at night, nine at night, 12 hours. And everybody's doing it for free. Like they're volunteering their own time. Like they're, these are their costumes. They already own these clothes. Like they're getting paid. Like uh, most of the time, like we have to grab a hot and ready for them or like wait until the end of the day and go to basement burger bar and then we go eat. But like everybody was operating just off the love of like, Doing it, being a part of it, helping each other out. And without that, like we wouldn't have that show. We wouldn't we wouldn't have
0: anything really. It sounds like the similarities between like even how you're talking like with the, the filming aspect of it with the music too, being in group. You know what I'm saying? We could consider us a group, Unity, there's dream team, you know what I'm saying? There's that. You know what I mean? But like we're sixteen hour studio days. You're, you're in a yeah, you're in a group setting too, musically. So it sounds the same way, like you're in the studio all day. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're up, yeah, it's the same thing. We in the studio from this to that, you know what I'm saying? We're just there doing it for the love, you know what I'm saying with the the videos and the filming like but having that brotherhood first uh, you know i'm saying like that love and family shit first like i think that is important like
1: it is and it wasn't always just
0: for that there's not money involved like you can you can bring business involved into it and create a business out of it but like it starts with the art like
1: and that's really what ruins it like really like even the hate to even be repetitive but like it wasn't always easy like i mean the friendship definitely helped but there was still like frictions and like all kinds of shit like i was saying like um the shooting part was the funnest easiest part and then like everything after that it, like takes a lot out of you because it's not as fun it's not as exciting like there's not as lot of adrenaline when you're in a studio recording like re-recording the words that you said out there in the field to drop it in for the 80 yard like line by line <laughs> so you get you're getting the whole cast back again but this time they're doing 12 hours in a fucking boof and they like aren't rappers or nothing and it's not as fun as rap they're just listening to themselves say something and then repeating it and then be like was that a good take no it's not a good <laughs> then they might be doing that same shit for hours and hours and like again they're not actors so i think that part was like probably the hardest part like editing deciding like how it would come out when it would come out like certain people wanting like max contract money like we we're talking about with the joe Biden shit like really, like, uh, sidetrack, sometimes it could sidetrack, like, the whole thing, the beauty of the whole thing, which is, like you were saying, like, like, we just came together as friends and did this. Like, everything else will fall into place if you just focus on that part. The further, the less we focus on that part, the harder it got, the more disconcerted it got, the more it started falling apart at the seams. That's why it took, like, five years. It could have been out probably tops two years. But fastest probably could have been out like the next spring like you know what i mean but like so all kinds of shit starts going wrong like once the product like once the product is done
0: i'm just yeah i'm happy to see it out though like i said you know what i'm saying so all that all the ups and downs like y'all put it out y'all did it you know what i'm saying now it's like yeah, it's like a relief like all right we did, we did that shit we put all the time
1: to it it's the it's greatest all... pressure mm. like it's the greatest like pressure or relief since literally since 2005, 2005, 2015, I'm just like walking around with this pit in my stomach because, like, we put all this time into this thing, and then, like, you don't know if it's coming out, like, what's going to happen to it. And, like, just from doing music, I already know, like, when you got digital files laying around, like, at some point, you're going to fuck yourself because one day you're going to sit down at your computer, your fucking hard drive ain't going to start up, mm. and then, boom, it's all gone. Mm. Like, <clears throat> those are just things that I know from being able to go from the music to this and not make the same mistakes. So I knew like during this quarantine, like, okay, I have these files and this needs to come out. So whatever I got to do, I got to make it happen with these files. And that relieved a lot of pressure because before it was like, I was saying like, there's a lot of perfectionism, especially if like people are like, if it's their first release, like, you know, like releasing albums and shit, sometimes it can be ready, but like the artist is like, no, no, I got to go back and fix that thing. And nobody else is thinking about yep. that thing except the artist. So, the, like, <clears throat> having it come out is like a big relief on that. Like, because a lot of it's a lot of people's first thing to come out. So now they've, mm. they've been through the experience. Like, they've had it, they've worked on something, they've seen it through to completion. So, next time it'll be easier. And next time it'll be easier. And hopefully it just keeps getting easier until it's like you don't even have to think about it. But the first one is always
0: the hardest. Well, c- congratulations. It's nice, out. Man. Trail Masters, if everyone. Uh, where's the main hub? Is it YouTube? Uh,
1: um, where's the main so place? The
0: Facebook Watch?
1: Yep. It's really up to you. Like, what I figured, we figured, put it where it would be easiest for people to get to it.
0: And I'll put a so clip there, too. It, and maybe. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: But, um, so, yeah, it's like, it's on Facebook Watch. If you go to Towel Row Pro... T A O R H O P R O on Facebook, you'll find our page and then you'll find the whole series listed. And then if you go on YouTube at YouTube or Tile Road Studios YouTube, you'll see the whole series there. It's in 4K on YouTube.
0: And, and I put own, uh, whatever streams. I'll put the links in the descriptions. I'll put links to, you know what I mean? for oh, So people can just, if you're on YouTube right now, depending on where you're watching it, if you're on YouTube it'll be there so you can click the links, Trailmasters. Thanks, man. Um, Yeah. Is there anything else you want to promote or anything you want to tell uh, the people or what you're working on, anything in the works or, you know, that <laughs> typical question? <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, as far as there's more episodes of At Home Safe coming, like, I'm going to, like, talk about the police brutality and shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about a lot of shit. Like, now that it's, like, not, like, as hot in the streets as it was, like, Now I can feel comfortable, like, being back to my goofy self, like, joking around and, like, having fun overall versus, like, the mood I was in before would just be, like, a very angry podcast. Mm -hmm. It would be no fun at all. This would
0: be more balanced. You had some time to process and feel things out, think about some things. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, like, yeah, because you can go on Facebook and, like, read people's opinions and just get heated and be like, how the fuck can you think that? But like now, I'm just like living, let like live. Hopefully, the cops will live and let live, live, fucking assholes. But no. And then now I'm like, ah. Uh, so there's at home safe is what I'm working on, getting back more into music. Like I started recording shit during uh, quarantine, and I had some stuff I recorded before quarantine. Right now, I'm just focusing on like trying to find the net, like the zone of like whatever the next project is, like overall sound for it like you like you know how when like starting albums and projects and shit is really more like trying to capture like the zone the mindset that the artist is in at that time Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so i'm just trying to like find the right sound to encompass like everything that i like feel for the last since the last project like in those amount of years like summarize everything that i've been through everything i learned everything i fucked up on Like, all that shit. And hopefully come back with a product that, like, feels immersive and feels like you're getting to know me more.
0: Mm. And then
1: just more film shit. Like, there's Tauro's got got more shit coming. We got more skits. I think we're about to start on a short film. I don't want to talk too much because if it takes five years, I don't want to be like, (laughs) look out next summer for. Wait next next summer <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's just i'll take that like step by step as it goes but i know i can turn an album around at least in a year
0: okay like.
1: but yeah you can hold me to that i'll say hopefully sooner but you gotta sit with it live with it and then you gotta go through that perfectionism stage of like oh, i don't like this part i don't want to put that out and then i gotta get over it and then i just put it out anyway but like if you
0: ever need anything from me, let me know. Whatever that could be. A beat, it could be whatever. It could be whatever. That means anything. I wanna could be, be
1: <laughs> Yeah, I want a whole new like I wanna go in a whole new direction. So like I wanna cook with I wanna cook with other artists and like get there. Like you know what I mean? I wanna I wanna have three producers, like that I use the whole project. I don't want more than 13 songs. I want the same three producers and I'll use those producers for like each zone that I go into like that I want the album to encompass so if I make x amount of love songs I want to have one producer that I make love songs with make love nah I separate those words but (laughs) yeah 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 and then if I make like I don't know I don't even know what like the rap categories are anymore I feel like I'm getting so old now. Like, just make <laughs> the music. Like, like make
0: music. Movies. Like if we were to lock yeah. it. Like side note. Like if speaking of California, if you ever need to not even just get away, wanna just go somewhere. Like you got a place to crash. You you might have to. Sleep on a you know blow up mattress or something, you know what I'm saying? But I'll like you got, I don't <laughs> got, I'm just saying you got a place to stay, you got a place to create. So even if it's three days for five days, a week, you know, maybe not longer than a week. <laughs> you, know <what> <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But like for real, like I really mean that. Like get that Thanks, in consideration. Man. Whenever you're ready or ready, you just want to go away for a week and a few days, like we'll lock in, I'll show you, you know what I'm saying? P- parts around the city, we'll get inspiration, make some music, like might go home with more music. We might go home with music you never really who knows it's not the intention the intention is the inspiration just to feel something just, else yeah. out to like get that sunshine get the vibe out of here for a little bit and so and that's create. on the table and then maybe a future interview will bring this clip back and be like oh remember And that led to this and we made a even if it's a song out of a project whatever like you know what
1: <laughs> cut to <laughs> yeah. me living in your house more than when's the next classic project dropping
0: um Ooh, very good question um let's see well i told you this was coming out the first that this might let's just say by by time what, what let me think when this releases by time this releases if not right before i won't say project but i'll say i'm gearing up and i can speak we can speak more off camera like I got you. Because like, you know, I mean I can reveal some stuff, but it's like, you know, we're gonna give at? out the sauce, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But like, yeah, there's there's gears being shifted and yeah, I'm excited, but yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I feel like it's like a filling in the air when like before our project drops. Like when Corey used to drop those surprise projects, there would always I would always have like a a brief filling of like, and I wonder what was some new treason would sound like. Mm. And then like a week later, it would just be out. Mm. And I feel like I just thought that about you i feel like it's not coming in a week obviously but i feel like i know you're working Mm. i know you got some shit's doing up and i'm like dying to hear like what the new classic sounds like Mm. like because like i was saying like these projects are like snapshots of where the artist is at like the more seasoned you get like maybe not somebody's first project because it'll just be like their whole life's worth of like abilities like trying to showcase it but the more projects people make, the more it's like personalized, more of a fingerprint.
0: Hundred percent DNA, and it's more intent. I feel like more purpose, <clears throat> more direction. Like you're talking about the sound—is you creating new music? You know what I mean? There, like the more I go into it with intent, like there's a purpose behind this, and there's a direction that could be sonic. That could mean like I want it to feel a certain way. Like you know, it, it could be anything. It could be what you want to talk. You know what I mean? Like you go on with yeah. intent, like because a lot of times I can create music in this. Like we've been there make here beat. we just started writing that's what it is you know what i'm saying like even us as writers we've evolved to like i can think of sessions we would have to sit down and be like all right so what are we gonna write about whatever you know what i'm saying like what is this about you know what i'm saying so we're not just jumping right in like not to say you have to create every song like that but like i think the biggest thing is no, intent it, it is helps. purpose what i want pers- like someone to feel behind this like i was watching uh who is it i think it was did pharrell and rick rubin do like an interview thing like outside with the, was that them two yeah you know? i oh, think yeah.
1: um i think they did a couple but yeah, yeah was, Rubin Rick Rubin and
0: Pharrell. Yeah, um, on the
1: uh, other tone. Probably. Is that
0: the name of the show? I
1: think that's Pharrell's interview series.
0: Oh no, it was on uh, Rick Rubin. You know how he'd be at the crib outside, like the backyard yeah. or whatever. Like yeah, I think it was that. I think I could be mistaken. Regardless, no, yeah, it was, it's
1: the same place he interviewed Kendrick at, right? Yep, yeah, like yeah, or yeah, Kendrick, yeah. And one or the other. But there's yeah, there's also another Fred. one
0: with someone. I heard of the group, uh, Brock Hampton, but uh, one of the guys. Yes. Are you familiar with them? One of the guys from them. I'm not too familiar with everyone, but I watched that recently. Haven't heard of the guy, but like watched his interview with Rick Rubin. It was fucking incredible, really deep shit. But um, my point about Pharrell is he was talking about music and like he'll listen to some shit and kind of like, uh, what's it called when you reverse some Like you, the process, you reverse the process to kind of see, what's that called? See how it was made, like reverse. uh
1: Oh, reverse engineer.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would do that with songs and he would figure out why a certain song makes him feel a certain way, how he's feeling when a certain record, you know what I'm saying? Because every song, one song might make you want to dance. One might have you really in your feelings thinking about some shit. One might make you feel primal aggression. You know what I mean? There's, we have different moods and like feelings to so like tapping into like those feelings behind the records, like the intent behind it. Not saying I'm going in, I'm going to make a record that everyone's going to dance to. That, that's not what I'm saying. But like, if if you're making a music and you're making say some production and it happens to be like you start moving to it, like okay, maybe yeah. that's the maybe you know what I mean. Like it's from inside out.
1: Yeah, I it's want like, people
0: to like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was gonna give some away there without. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, yeah.
1: I know exactly what you mean. It's like, <clears throat> yeah, it's a it's a feeling that like as you, like trying to translate what the beat, like what the song makes you feel. And like disperse that to the world, and like you said, like everybody's not gonna feel the same, but like if you can get them to feel something, then I, that's half the battle. Because, like, Pharre- it's funny you mentioned Pharrell because his song Happy it, like makes me so sad. I don't know why, <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> know what it is about the song, but like, I think sometimes when I hear it, I think like Pharrell wasn't happy when he made this, he was trying to get happy, mm. and I think like it's like you said, like reverse engineering. Like so then I go to that zone of like like how how would somebody who's really just not happy but is like focused on the power of like being positive and like making themselves happy, how would they go about it? They would make mm. a song about being happy and then they right. would make it till they make it. Right. And I think that's why it makes me sad. But
0: speaking yeah, of Pharrell, Rick Room random shout out to them, like Rick Room and his show, like shout out to the artists who are just and, and creators and people who are putting shows out, like even talk shows and Rick Rubin just the way he he's, it's almost like therapy sessions. I feel like when he's having these artists sit down with him for, like, you know what I mean? Like it he's is. like, he's like some wise, like guru, almost like entity, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, these artists really open up to them, you know what I'm saying? Like, but even other people like Charlamagne Joe Budden, like, you know what I'm saying? These real important figures right now who are, not afraid to be vulnerable and emotional and show certain sides of emotion, like be uplifting yes. too. And like be honest too, and be confrontational be at points, be yeah. wrong and then be accountable for your, you know what I mean? Like these are very important figures. We have Joe Rogan, you know what I mean? Like, like, so like it's a very dope space. We're in for creators, for musicians to talk shows, to talk rate, like it's all been around for a while. Music and then talk shows have been around forever. They're just in different mediums. Now it's digital. It just now, hasn't and, been
1: this honest. It hasn't mm. been maybe, yeah, I don't know when it's ever really been this honest. Maybe, like, in the early 90s when, like, like Oprah and Jenny Jones was having, like, Klansmen come on and shit and talk to, like, black people and be like, why do you hate this person? Like, that was, like, really honest and confrontational. But, like, then even, like, corporations got a hold of that and was like, how can we, uh like, how can we boost the ratings? Like, how can we have Jerry Springer have a fight every episode?
0: This is a random question, but I've been thinking about this. Like, I was thinking about it today, like, podcasts – I mean, there's different forms of podcasts. Like, the podcasts I listen to are more long-form. Speaking of Joe Rogan, Joe Button, those are two, three hours easy every time. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And you got some who are more direct, like, 20 minutes, maybe concise to the point, 30 minutes, whatever. But, like, what is it about podcasts that you think – I guess I'll tell you what I feel first, and I kind of want to see what you feel about it. Like, I think podcasts – I mean, there's different levels. Everyone likes stuff for different reasons. But, like, the ones I listen to, I wonder if it's, like – getting stimulating conversations you might not on an uh everyday basis um like a joe rogan a joe budden is like the homies kicking it so i wonder if i get a sense of like i'm kicking it with the homie you know what i'm saying i wonder if there's like i get it you know what i mean like the psyche behind it or whatever why like besides information some are just information driven like this is happening in the world this is this, like a new but i mean like the long form talk shows like the ones like joe rogan joe budden why do you think those types of podcasts are so successful connect with so many people like
1: Okay, so I think it, it's like 100% taps into what you just said about, like, <clears throat> when you listen to Joe Rogan, he's so expansive on so many different things that you might never think about, and he gets the experts to come in and talk to a regular person like him. So it's almost like being in a classroom without the rest of the class, without the lecture, it's just like somebody's having an open dialogue with somebody who knows the answers to shit. And asking all the dumb questions that I would ask. And then not being inhibited about it being a dumb question. Mm-hmm. And like you said about Joe Button, it really feels like being at the barbershop. It feels like being on the porch, like with five of the homies. You don't you don't, you don't have shit to do for the next five hours. So y'all just kicking it. Somebody got something they cut, they sip in, somebody rolling up. You're just talking shit about what's going on in the world. And <clears throat> It is like therapy because, like, a lot of laughs I get from the Joe Button podcast. Like, a lot of times, my anxiety might be high, and I throw on the JBP, and then I just feel it, like,
0: yeah. Or sometimes
1: nice. I, like, sometimes I don't know how to put something in the words, like, that's going on in the world, or I don't know how, like, where I stand on it, and I'll be listening to Joe Rogan, and then like somebody will touch on exactly how I feel, and I'm like, damn, that's it, that's how, and then I can like start. That's a launch point for my own theories and my own opinions and ideas based on And it's like a trusted
0: source, too, like a Joe Rogan. You know what I'm saying? You don't think he's with the flim-flam. He's not with the bullshit from what I feel. You know what I'm saying? So it's like – you might, like you said, not know what to feel about, not know what to feel, but like just be all over the place with something. Then you have someone yeah. kind of trust, like everything going on in the world right now. You know what I'm saying? Even with the pandemic, like how serious this things is a serious. How you know what I mean? Like I need someone who can talk to some, like you said, like experts. But like that's a perfect example. You're right about that though, too. Like experts coming and kind of dumbing it down. Like for example, I watch videos, animated videos. So if I want to know something, say stocks, for example, random thing with stocks i'll go watch animated videos first sometimes to like talk to me like a third or fourth grader you know what i mean talk yes. to me like a young yeah. ch- how would you explain this to a young child you know what i'm saying like i think that's a good gateway into information and things you don't know like you know what i'm saying like oh good
1: <laughs> sorry
0: you forget to press uh, record
1: No, I press record. I think it it timed out again, but let's just keep talking. Like, yes, like, um, it's like getting shit explained in the most simplest way possible. I think that's like one of the biggest problems in society. Because, like, we sit in all these classrooms and then sometimes shit goes over your head, but you're in there with 30 other motherfuckers. So you don't want to be like, hey, I'm the one dumb you didn't get that. So can you go back? (laughs) Because you feel everybody else like, so then, like, there's whole chunks of shit that's just missing from. A bunch of people's psyche in the whole like collective consciousness of society so that's why like a bunch of arguments happen because like some people miss certain like key points of certain lessons and then everybody has an opinion about something or they think they got the whole lesson so then they're speaking from the what they think is the whole lesson not knowing that they're missing a super important chunk of it
0: right that could be like the main thing (laughs) yeah exactly
1: (laughs) and i think that's like what you said like having things explained, even like back when I was talking about like us moving from uh, like $10 mics to understanding like what happens in Pro Tools and like why you use it. Like, it's because you explained it to us like in the way that a bunch of young rappers would get it versus if like somebody who was at, I don't know, like an audio school would explain it. We would just be lost because we wouldn't know Mm. like what inputs and like, what do you mean send it through there? Like, where am I sending it? Who am I sending it to? Or like, what, what's a plug in? What am I plugging in? Like, there's certain shit that you just won't get unless somebody on your level can explain it to you, or at least somebody who's been on your level can explain it to you in a way that you're going to understand.
0: The communication part. Like, when you're speaking of that, I'm thinking of like Killer Mike or like Amanda Seals or someone like a Charlemagne, even like, you like, they, they, Killer Mike, for a perfect example, he can explain shit just to me like we was just kicking it. Like, we're kicking it right now. He can explain some complex political, like, yes. you know what I'm saying, shit that happened in slavery or shit that happened, you know what I mean? All sorts of shit that I might not understand or, like, how we got to where we are right now, but in a simple form where I can understand it's digestible. It's like, I understand it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's just like my brother yes. talking to me, like... Kicking it to me like it's not putting over, it's not over complicating things or putting in terminology I may not understand. You know what I'm saying? TI, another good example, well educated brother, you know what I'm saying? With the good podcast, like that's I don't know, like I don't know, I feel like we're in a good spot. Like,
1: we are because you listen to Amanda Sills, oh uh, yeah, 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 I fuck with her too.
0: Yep, um like, the podcast here and there, and just, like, social media. I like how outspoken she is, strong, just, like, powerful. Like, she's powerful, like, and she just speaks – she's she's her. You know what I'm saying? She's accountable if she's – she takes accountability for actions if she's not in – feel or the right or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, she's not one-sided. Like, I fuck with people like that. Like, you know?
1: Yeah, she's down to be – she's down to be wrong in the moment because she's in her emotions. But, like, when she comes back, she'll tell you, like, yeah, I was wrong about that, but I was in my emotions. This is why – so then it's not just like, sometimes people will just be dead wrong and then they'll just sit in it. Yeah. And then like, you can't relate to them because you can't understand how they got there or why they want to stay wrong. But like we were saying about Joe Button, Joe Rogan, like Amanda Sills, even T.I. about the shit with his daughter, Charlemagne, Like all these people will come out and be like, yeah, maybe I like maybe that wasn't correct. Maybe that was the wrong train of thought. I fucked or, up with
0: this. Yeah, yeah, it was. I whatever. sat down with
1: somebody and they made me see why. Because I used to like when I first started listening to Joe Button, like I would listen, and then sometimes he would just like be screaming into my ear, and I'm like, "God, I have to turn that shit off."
0: i <laughs> would <laughs> be like that sometimes. Now I can't front.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's like that, like. <laughs> Sometimes the energy is just like – like I say, I'll I watch it, like, because it brings my anxiety down But then, Like, sometimes he's just, like, just Bro, boosting that shit I'm right so back up. I'm so
0: glad you said that. Like, Joe, if you ever see this clip one day, I apologize. We might be cool. I don't know. But, like, no. Like, some – I do feel like that sometimes. Like, it can go one way or the other. One day I'm, like, belly laughing, and then someday he's on some tip, yes. and I'm, like – like, what is this energy? I have to turn it off because I don't know yes. where that energy is coming from. It's not a good place sometimes. And I'm like, I don't like that. We're like, I got to a point where I'm like, maybe it's the pandemic. Cause like, I noticed myself skipping episodes sometimes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Me I too. went from like every episode, every Spotify or video, you know what I'm saying? Every episode, the whole thing, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. really it's been hit or miss. Like sometimes I just can't. And sometimes I feel like the putting people against each other. And I, like, I start getting to the psyche of things. Yes. Like, where's this energy coming from? Sometimes I feel like it's negative or destructive or like, the, like divisive in some ways you know what I mean so like I don't it is like sometimes.
1: that like... or like sometimes maybe he like maybe he is privy to something that like we as a general public aren't privy to but because he's not expunging like spending upon that like it just seems like He's just, like, sending negative some in somebody's direction. That's a true no point. Reason.
0: Maybe he does something. I think Roy would be bringing that up. Some, or sometimes they'll bring up, like, maybe the, maybe there's something you yep. know that we don't know. Industry you know insider like, information. That would make sense, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But even with the knowledge, I just don't like that energy, period. I don't think... I don't either. From men and men to women and women to man, woman, whatever, like, when you try to, like, put something there, even if it is there, you're adding fuel to the fire in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? So even like, if it is something shit, like... I like so what, what I, you just said.
1: Because, like... 'Cause sometimes they'll like they'll bring up comparisons for no reason. Like somebody'll drop a new song, and they'll be like, Well it ain't fucking with so and so shit. Summer walker getting Janae all the way out of here. Yeah. Like, no, she's not. They're both two people doing me, their <laughs> Yeah, they're both two people doing their own thing completely separate from each other. They have nothing to do with each other.
0: Probably not but, like, even thinking about each other.
1: They aren't. And but then like my beef with it is not that like he talks about it or he talks about it that way it's the fallout. It's like the fans hitting the internet, like, cause the fans hit the internet with that shit, with that same negativity and perpetuate it and just make it grow and grow and grow and grow. So like, that's pretty much how Nikki and Cardi started beefing. Like Bro. outside shit, like people just insisting like, no, they don't like each other. And even no matter how many times they, the, that year that they started beefing, they came out three or four times. Like, no, I don't have a problem with that person. That's my favorite artist. Like, they did everything that artist can do to try to like make that shit neutral. <laughs> but
0: then it benefits the no internet. one. It benefits no one but people who are getting like clicks or like some sort of money from this negative. You know what I mean? It, like That's does, the whole shit. Like That's- this power in numbers. If anything, they do a song together or something. Like, bro, out of this world. Like that. Maybe I'm just so like seeing people together. Not everyone has to fuck with each other, like each other. But if you don't like, if there's beef, there's beef. Whatever. You can't really control it. But if there's nothing yeah. and something's made out of nothing, and then it could it could ruin some shit. So I love the people who are rocking with each other for men and women. The women who are, especially now, there's a lot of women rocking with each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cash, yes. out, like, they all fuck with each like They're fucking with each other. It's not like, and if someone tries to bring that energy in here, they're like, no, nah, I'm not rocking with that. But like, I feel like there is an energy to the, the it's men and women. But like, going back to Joe, I just think part of his sight or part of his brain, I think he, Cause the area he grew up in, like I think he just loves that beef shit. I think, you know what I'm saying. But yes, I think he just grew up. That's his hip hop. That's the world he came from. And you know what I'm saying. Like but
1: that tri state area, that just is it, an aggressive style.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so he might he just love like two rappers going out Oh, I love that shit. Who got the it's hardest like, bottle Like, you know, I don't Diaz? think it translates. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it translates well into what he's doing now though, because it's not. No, it doesn't. Because it can. It's really. It can really hinder careers, and it can like like as much as you don't think you have a voice like you have a voice if the more you say something people might not even know who you're talking about but they've already established this is truth or this is fact yeah yeah granted they can go do their own research and come up but if they if you're a trusted source going back like if joe rogan was like this this is that about some i might put a little maybe not trust this person whatever it is or maybe not rock with them based off that it's like it sounds 100%. weird but it is it's like you it's my homie if you're my homie you don't rock with someone i'm not rocking with that person you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like the more i rock you know what i mean but like I don't know. I, that's, that's one thing. If I were to have a critique about that, because I'm a big fan. I'm, I watch the podcast. I've listened to his music since like Mood Music 3. You know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I rock with Joe, but it's like some things I wish, like if he, maybe he's not aware of it, but I feel like he is like. I don't yeah, know.
1: he just doesn't care. Like he, he's one of those people that's like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. But it's like, um, especially like in rap, like with the street element still existing, I just, I don't like, I don't like, any tensions being stirred up that's not direct between the two people. Yeah. Because if somebody gets murked behind that shit, like Joe Budden's not gonna be the one get shot. Like you know. And you sitting mean? here adding this
0: gasoline blood. to fire for no reason with this exactly. big ass audience. Like you know what I'm saying. And like- people
1: got like certain artists got armies in the street. Mm. Like they're still connected to like the drug dealers who put them on. Like we were talking about earlier when rappers get those drug dealer deals because somebody sells a bunch of coke and funds their studio time. Some people are still under contract with those people. And some of those people got a hundred shooters sitting outside, like at somebody's concert. Like when Lil Wayne's tour bus got shot up because he was beefing with Young Thug.
0: Yeah. Like
1: shit really turns into real shit in rap yep. with people who are coming from nothing. and will do anything to get it. Like something that seems just like words or clickbait or last week's podcast can turn into something fucking tragic.
0: Yeah. Cause there's power in words and even if there's jokes behind, not everyone knows everything, but like if there's, but a lot of the time I feel like there's seriousness behind it. like, so it's like, yeah, if you're adding, that's the part I can't rock with. Like, like
1: when he jokes on Eminem and shit, like he always finds a way to hate on shit. Yeah.
0: He'll bring up, he got a few of them and I don't even want to bring it up. Cause I don't want to add it. You know what I mean? Like, I've, I, like I don't care. I can think I... Of, and I thought of like, like this is how crazy I am. But I thought about like, like, if I ever had the chance to speak to him, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel like I would explain these things to how I felt. And like, you know what That's I'm saying? Why I'm like, saying it. And I feel like if you were to like, have, if you'd want to talk about it, like there's a point where I was like, I'm going to like not build like some case <laughs> against them, but just like build like a, like proof of how you're acting and how you are on video, yeah. how you are, like how your words are translating and how, you know what I'm saying? The effect it's having, like, cause
1: his voice is going through your ears every week it's like a person in your life now so his energy is like imprint but yeah like i think you should like if we if i ever did talk to him i would bring this stuff up too i would be like love the podcast but why you like why are you always like why are you always angry why are you like always like going straight to shouting about nothing
0: I think it is the anger sometimes. I think it is like a lashing or projecting. I think if he's not in a good mood that day, I think it's coming out on his homies and whoever. Anybody's like, you'll hear them, they'll be like, oh, they catch a stray for no reason. Like, it, it's a joke almost on the podcast. Yeah. Maul will be like, oh, he just caught a stray. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, where'd that come from? Or like, so I think that energy, I think he brings his energy from the outside, whatever he's feeling that day into the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Like, Definitely. so if he's feeling like, I've noticed myself, you know what I'm saying? We're all human. You know what I'm saying? But like, you, got, you just got to be more aware of it. And like, especially if you do it every, you do it two times a week. Like you've done it hundreds of times. Like you got to know by now some of the effects. And sometimes you'll say some shit. It'd be like the fans are on me about this or on me about that. I'm like, man, maybe you should listen to them. But then sometimes yes. he'll be like, I hate my fans, I hate my fans. I'm like, you breed your fans. So whatever you're putting out there are the fans you're creating, kinda of. like. So if they're it coming is. at you negative and like amplifying this negative shit, like you were doing that. So you're just fine, you're attracting the people that like that same shit, that same energy. And like you said on social media, then they go on there and take it to there. And then so you're breeding these kind of people, like these are your minions almost. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's his army in the streets. But it's like if you look, if you compare and contrast, not to compare like, like a black guy to a white guy, but like You always hear Joe Rogan talk about, like, do never read the fucking comments. Never, like, pay attention to what the internet's saying. And I think it's just 10 years in the game of knowing, like, how you are going to act day to day when you read all those comments and then take all those random people's negative energy. Some people are just on the internet trolling for the sake of trolling.
0: some of them aren't even real. (laughs) Like, literally.
1: (laughs) It's true, dude. You're right. Some of them are robots. Literally tweet rude like our program to say something rude every X buzzwords
0: or something. You know, I've I've no I've noticed shit happen and then I go on Twitter and then I'm reading i'm like that person you go to the profile zero followers literally uh, activated just then and setting whatever it's like American I don't know class. whatever it is like it can't be that hard <laughs> to program some shit. I remember I was 13 programming some like crazy shit. Like you know what I'm saying? We're in 2020, like there's programs out there I'm almost positive that are like responding oh. on so you could be sitting there like literally fighting with like an artificial intelligence like a (laughs) robot like someone who's designed to just respond to random things that they see on the internet it's crazy so like like if anything from all this pandemic and all this shit going on i've learned not to like you can't really trust anything you read really unless it's like trusted sources maybe but even then but like shit you read like people flip-flop you the news will say something this day the next day is completely different like this one person will be standing behind this issue then the next day they're not and they're like it's just everywhere i'm like you can't trust that shit bro like like Mm
1: -mm. it's all it's like it's too much opinion based shit like going on in our world like the news used to have they used to have rules like actual laws in the books like of like the type of shit you can report on like the type of information you can give when you report i think in like 91 or some shit that law got wiped out and then you saw the rise of like cnn and fox news and everything is just opinion based half the time you don't even know the actual like circumstance of what they're reporting on You just know the reporter's opinion about the shit. Mm -hmm. And then we live in a society where everybody's working so hard or just, like, not – like, they don't want to focus on that shit. So they treat it like a TV dinner. Like, all right, either I can go and research all the facts and gather all this information on my own, come to my own educated opinion, or press the TV on. Fox News will give me my opinion. CNN will give me my opinion.
0: TV dinner. And just – take it and it's been that's with social media all that the news like people will just be arguing facts they don't even know they just heard it somewhere like this is facts bro what the know. fuck and they'll be heated too like yelling go ready to go to war on something they haven't even researched i'm probably guilty myself i can say i am guilty myself like oh i am you know what i'm saying it's like bro i look some of my facebook like memories like shit that pop up i'm like saying like what am i talking about like this heals this this does that like i don't know that i one of the homies me told me that and i'm putting it on a status and that's my belief now <laughs> That's how a lot of news is now. So a lot of shit, I'm just like, I got to remove myself. Like,
1: mm-mm. That's the smart choice, man. I think the
0: real feeling is in the real world. Like, the real truth is out here in the real world. It's not behind these screens. It's not behind avatars. Like, if it were up to me, I wish there was more transparency on, like, users. Like, you got to have, like, a, a phone number or something connected to your account. Like, there's some sort of transparency so people can't be out here all wild. Like, you know what I'm saying? Saying whatever they want with someone else's picture. Like, I don't know. Yeah,
1: they're, <laughs> like... Yeah, because I can create fucking twenty Twitter Twitter accounts right now, and nobody's gonna stop me. I can tweet all kinds of shit from all of them. I can be a Republican on ten of them and be a fucking Democrat on another ten of them. Argue with myself all day and get retweets like none of it. None of it's real. None of it matters. But the generation coming up now—they're twenty years old. This shit's been around their whole life. We grew up in a world where it premiered like one day there was no MySpace. And one day you went to school and somebody was yeah. like, do you got a MySpace? I'll make you one.
0: We were kind of <laughs> in the middle ground of a lot of technology. You're right though. Now the kids now is there. It's attached. It's a third limit. So whatever, whatever, you know what I'm saying? It's it like, is.
1: they've had a phone in their hands since they were two. Cause somebody was like, Oh, you won't stop crying. Let him play Tetris. And
0: like, then cell phones that time, came in a little bit later in our life. Like we had beepers and shit. And then before beepers was landlines and house phone, you know what I'm saying? Like, but like, beepers were introduction right i remember being a little kid with a little beeper see-through beeper but like but so we're we're kind of in the middle so we're like half attached and half not we get it we get life without it but we get it with so we're like depending on who you are like me I, I i can see there's addictions with technology and stuff like that i think and being on things too much maybe and like you know what i mean but like like you said the kids now now they're they're as soon as they're born there's a tablet in front of their face like you know what i'm saying the screen that's a and that could be good as bad because some a lot of these kids are advanced as fuck like my niece, like, super fucking smart. I think I was a super dummy at, like, her age. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. talking to her like she's an adult. Like.
1: <laughs> but then, like, they'll be, like, socially awkward. I think that's why you see, like, a lot of sexual misconduct and shit. Because, like, people aren't sharing those spaces like they used to with, like, the opposite sex. Like, we probably grew up the same. where like, whoever lives on your block, boys and girls, everybody grows up together. Everybody plays together. Then a certain age, like 15, the girls start hanging out on their own, boys start hanging out on their own. Now kids, they just grow up in a virtual chat, like going, checking Facebook statuses and posting Instagrams. So they, <clears throat> they have like a star idolization of regular people. So like versus having a crush on a girl because you see her every day in class. Now you have a crush on a girl because you see her every day posting on your fucking Instagram. So now when you see her in real life, it's like... <laughs> they're like socially behind. virtual reality and they'll
0: not act in a real one like in the real world yeah it's like virtual reality kind of like i was watching avatar last night I kind of fell asleep but like avatar the movie it. avatar i think you would like it i think there's some deeper shit within the meaning like i remember i saw it probably when it first came out i think it said 2009 so whenever i saw it years ago i remember watching it and be like damn there's deeper and like kind of applying what I think the whole metaphor is. And, like, even watching last night, I fell asleep, but I want to, like, finish it because, like, there's some, like, deeper shit in there about people taking over things and people being controlled and people not being the real. I don't know. Like, I don't want to speak too much about it and sound like a dummy. Like, that's not what that movie's about. But, like, there's some – I think That's the good thing about movies. What, the interpretation?
1: Yeah. Like, the whole – Like, Star Wars is 20 different things to 20 different people. And all 20 of them love it. And then there's 20 different things to 20 other people, and all 20 of them hate it, all because they think it represents something else. Same but with like, music. Yeah, even more so, I feel like this music is like a dream state versus like a movie, it's like everything's right there. So I can lead the dog. But like music can be like, like, I'm saying one thing, I mean another thing, and I'm in a whole nother emotional pocket. So it's like, like, the laws of reality are bent. In music, I feel like.
0: Mm. I Like but that.
1: I gotta watch Avatar then. Yeah, I would watch I'd, it. I only saw blue people, I think, and I was just like ah, that. No, fuck? if you're it,
0: into some different shit, I mean, like, I mean, good graphics. I mean, for probably especially for that year, I bet. I, I don't know if it was groundbreaking, but I could imagine. But dude, even must. watching it now, that shit looks crisp as fuck. Like, damn, this animation like this shit looks really good. Like I think they
1: got every award.
0: Really? Yeah. That was cool. Sure. Like the story behind it, the metaphors, I think, like the the, the CGR, whatever, the graphics, whatever you call it. Like, yeah, it's an overall dope movie. Like
1: All right, that'll be my tonight
0: I got a, movie. I got on Disney Plus. I got I got an account on there.
1: <laughs> I got I, I got, got that shit got that. too.
0: Yeah, I got it like a week or so ago or two weeks, whenever whenever I got it. But yeah, I'm rocking with it. Um, you should try. Do you, are you in like,
1: um, like Batman and shit?
0: Um, I can't say I am. Cause I, I mean, I'm I'm sure I've seen some Batman movies, but I can't, I don't know. I'm not in it like that. I don't know.
1: All right. Um, it's just like DC, like the comic book company, they got their own streaming service. They just got some like really good content, like out of nowhere. Like I didn't even know they had a streaming service. It was just popped up a free trial. I signed up for that shit. And like the content was so good that now nah, I just pay for it, like you were saying about Spotify. hmm But like they got this show about like uh Robin after he leaves Batman and like goes out on his own to be a grown up and shit. Like what his life's like. And he's like running a team of superheroes and shit. It's pretty sweet. And it's like on rated R or whatever. It's called DC Universe.
0: That's what the, the app's called. Yeah, the, the show's the, called the, uh, Titans. Uh, so I see. Yeah, Disney's doing that too. They're just making like not spinoffs, whatever they're called, but just like evolving the storylines and like making TV shows out of them, series and stuff like that.
1: Have you checked any out?
0: Um, on which one? DC or you-
1: uh, the Disney?
0: Um, I just got it. I just been watching like some of the movies I wanted to catch up on, like uh, some Marvel movies, Ant Man and uh. Guardians of the Galaxy because I seen the second one for both of those I think the second ones were both on Netflix so I never saw the first ones okay. so like those were like the first ones I went to to like kind of get the overall two picture. of my
1: faves really two of my yeah those
0: like are the dope Man movie
1: underrated yeah. like, like so heartfelt he's such a real nigga too man so like, really trying to do the right thing yep. they just keep like pulling him into shit. shit that
0: was like, awesome he has to decide, right, both, of them, both like, of them
1: the greater good the guardians movie is like, if you want to cry
0: <laughs> yeah. and it all <laughs> makes you sense, like, unintentionally got all into the Marvel movie. I'll, it might've been like black Panther. They might've got me on that one. They'd be like, you know what I'm saying? It might've, that might've like, been my intro into like, you know, you hear the movies. I might've seen like civil, whatever that one was here. Like you might see one here and there, but now I'm like into it. Like, Oh, there's Ant man. They're all connected. Oh shit. Guardians together. G- then you see like infinity war and end game. And it's like, you see them all together. Then I start going to the individual movies and seeing how it is all part of the universe. And, some uh, character from one might appear in there for a second. I'm like, this is dope as fuck. Like,
1: It's like, it's genius marketing. They really figured out, like, okay, let's take a bunch of heroes that people don't have a relationship with already, and then we can build, we can control the relationship they built with these characters. Because, like, nobody cared about any Marvel character that wasn't X-Men or Spider-Man, probably. Yeah. Until they started this shit. And now I care about all of them, like Iron Man, yeah. Thor, yeah. Ant Man, everybody, because I'm invested in their backstory now. Yep. But I didn't watch until I think last year, or 2018, when I was still living with the boys. We watched all 17 Marvel movies, so really? we could watch Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah,
0: I can see myself probably. I don't know if I'll get them all. Maybe I will at, at some point in time. But yeah, I'm down with like. It was like a to.
1: it was like a month. We didn't. Uh, what was that like 30 hours? We just yeah, it was just like, all right, every night this week, watch one every night until you fucking run out. And it's pretty sweet. like if you care about like filmmaking and shit, I would suggest anybody, even if you don't like watch a movie every, watch one movie every day. Mm. Like you learn so much shit like about philosophies versus just opinions, like when you watch movies because you get to see somebody like live in a zone. Versus just like hearing somebody's like idea of how life should be like watching a different character struggle against a different odd every day and then see how they come out of it. And then some characters don't come out of it. Some characters die at the end. It's just like, it's really an immersive experience like to just stimulate your brain or you could read a book, like a real dope, but (laughs) watching movies is cool too. You know,
0: do you have a favorite movie of all time?
1: Ah, that's such a hard question for me because my movie's changed with my mood, but the movie that I can put on, three movies I can put on anytime and watch them all the way through. The first is Scarface, just because I like, I really like that champion story of like a random immigrant becoming like that guy in Miami, like taking over the whole scene, looking at the world as yours, Blimp when he's nobody and then seeing it again when he gets the world, like the symbolism and that shit. But then seeing like the, pitfalls of it all because he lived such a wild reckless evil life he had a wild reckless evil death and everything that made him happy it crumbles because he like was focused on the wrong shit it's like so many lessons rolled into one it's like yeah you can be single-minded and determined and focused and drive straight towards a goal by any means necessary no matter what but there's gonna be a fallout on the other side of that shit and you ain't going to like it as much as you didn't like being poor and and whatever yeah. you was dealing with. The other movie is Pineapple Express, just because no matter how many times I see that shit, all the lines I already knew make me laugh. And I always discover one more new line mm. every time I watch it. And I've probably seen it 500 fucking times. Wow. Because at one point I didn't have nothing. I didn't have cable or streaming services. I just had a DVD player and Scarface, Pineapple Express. He
0: was in a trap.
1: <laughs> and knocked up. Yeah, that's when I had in my apartment and shit. Like, I was like, just watching the same movies every night.
0: What Girls was the third one playing. you said? Did you say? Or what was it? The... Yeah,
1: there was three.
0: know oh, what was the one you said? You're, oh, you're talking about the movies. Oh, Scarface,
1: Scarface and Pineapple Express. But yeah, those are two of my favorites. The third one was this movie called Inherent Vice. It's with the dude who played Joker, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. But it's like, it's from like four or five years before that and there's not like it's really just like a visually a treat the story and the plot is amazing and his acting is amazing but like all the camera settings like all the colors on screen like the close ups they decide to use and like the zoom ins and shit like everything is just like visually like so unique but so pleasing it's like when you find a new candy you didn't know that you was gonna you love it's
0: interesting about these three movies like they kind of i'm not gonna say they sum you up but like they're you like okay scarface is like you got that side i'm not gonna say mob boss from the or not, I mean, <laughs> boss, but you know what i'm saying it came from this to that but the, yeah, the gangster yeah. side of it like you that warfare that militant like the gangster side of it like that's part of you But you got pineapple stress, this goofy, silly ass side of you, smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? That whole, and then you got whatever that third movie reminded me of you and your, cause you're, you're abstract to me. You know what I'm saying? You're not like, you're not formed to this, like, there's not like a duplicate of you or whatever. You're, you're Brennan. You're Brennan James. You're from your art, your music. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying everything you put out is abstract, but I, that's how I look. You're like an abstract, like a beautiful mind. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, like, so it's like, it's interesting that those three movies kind of, in my opinion, from outside looking in, like, it kind of, it kind of, there's a reason it those with three, yeah, 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 there's like a reason. personality that. and shit. I think. It makes sense because you relate to them, but.
1: I think that's, like, yeah, I agree with you, just in the sense of, like, the things that uh, attract you in the world, like, there's, like, things that remind you of yourself, probably, in everything that, like, the things that captivate you and the things that, like, entertain you there's probably pieces of yourself and probably also pieces of myself in like the shit that I don't like, like the part of Scarface, hundred like uh, the downside there's like, but it serves as like a good warning too, because like, if you can see yourself in some shit, you can be like, Oh, like pull back from that. Mm-hmm. Or like in pineapple express, they smoke so much weed that like <clears throat> they keep fucking up, but also <laughs> like there's getting high the whole movie and, like, every time they have a stupid high idea of, like, what's about to happen, like, what could happen next, that's the actual thing that happens. Like, that's a hidden theme in that movie of, like, uh, he sees the murder, he goes back to Sal's apartment, and he's like, what, was what, he going to find a joint and track you all the way back here? And he's like, yeah, you're right, man, I'm probably just tripping. And they're like, well, no, let's get the fuck out of here. And then the motherfuckers found the joint and tracked them back yeah. to there. And then it was like, Red's probably working with Red's probably working with Tim, man. And he's like, No, that's my boy. We ate like skittles out of a stripper's butthole.
0: You're like, saying it's like a thing speaking things into existence, like everything or
1: just like the ideas that you might not pay attention to when you have them, or you might dismiss of yourself. Or like sometimes that's actually what's gonna happen. Like that's mm-hmm. the actual thing. But sometimes things that come too easy to the brain are like easiest to dismiss because it's like I didn't have to like work that hard to have that idea, so it must not be worth that much. And then that's what keeps happening in that movie.
0: Like little golden nuggets and the Scarface thing too. Like you said, living his lifestyle, but the, like you saw what happened, you know what I'm saying? Like all that rushing and red line and living the fast life and doing all this crazy wild, dark destructive shit. Like it came right back. Full circle.
1: Red line. And that's like an interesting term. That's like, like driving when you drive as fast as you can. Right.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I made that up. <laughs> I don't know. Really? Really, yeah. I really don't know. Like, Cause that's how I view, I know I've written about, like, I, I, that's something in my mind. That's how I view some things. Like, yeah, the gas is just up the Like some people are just, some people live their life yeah, like, like that. You know people- what I'm saying? I was living my life like that for a little bit, just redlining. Just, you know how, you know how I used to get down. You know what I'm saying? Like just wild, like back in the woo. Yeah, woo days, wooing, like, any of our people who are, they, everyone, you know, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But, yeah, like, living wild. Like, I was, yeah, redlining for a little bit. Like, uh, not paying attention, speeding, don't give a fuck, no repercussion, like, no consequence. I'm just going red light, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, back when I had my, burn out.
1: <laughs> yeah, back when I had my apartment, like, we were probably drinking every night. Bro. Just, like, we will like, celebrating nothing, but just, like, fucking it is something to do. Fucking meet me at the Rhino. Exactly. Fucking- well, they got dollar beers. Oh, who's got dollar beers tomorrow? And then that you just fall into that trap. And then the next thing you know, if you don't like jump out of that shit or like get pushed out of that shit, it's ten years later and yeah. you're still like, "Where's the dollar beers?"
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and nothing against anyone in that lifestyle still, but like, I had to remove myself. And I don't want to say evolve from that because I don't want to make it seem like it's better than. But you know what no, I'm saying? Like, just, I had to grow it's out not of it. Like, it wasn't it's not, like you know what I'm saying, like like all the partying, like, yeah. Some people can make the most
1: out of that. Like, I learned
0: and I wouldn't take it back. Shoot.
1: Me either. Like, because I needed to get that on my system. Mm -hmm. Because the way I think about it is, I don't plan for success or none of that shit. But if I get it, I wouldn't want to get swept off my feet either. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be like, oh, I can afford to drink all day and do as many drugs as I want. So let me just blow my life on that. So it's better that, like, in those days i was like oh what do you got shrooms i'll do them Mm -hmm. like what are you drinking a fifth at 10 a.m fuck it day drink
0: yeah like you had
1: you have to have you gotta have that moment just to get that shit out of your system and see what's wrong with it for yourself if it's wrong for you Mm -hmm. like i said some people can be like social like millionaires because they do that and other people like they never accomplish nothing. Cause they do that. Right. It just depends on like what your path is.
0: Exactly. But my
1: path. I can't get drunk every day. Mm-hmm. Probably. I can't even get drunk every week. Really? Mm. I mean, it's not like it distracts nothing, but it's just like whatever I was getting from it back then. I just don't get, I don't get it now. Like I don't, it's not an instant good time for me anymore.
0: That's what I think it was. I think it was just having fun. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't think a lot of us have like issues and stuff. We might've drank a lot more than we should have, but like, a lot of us, like we were just having fun. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah. there was nothing else behind it. Like some of that might have led into addiction and be more into, you know what I'm saying? Like every case is different, but like most of our people was just we was just having fun, having wild and like partying, like getting into trouble, like what just being young and dumb. Like, like you said, it getting it out like of the system.
1: And it was like a dark period. Like a lot of people were like dying and shit from other shit, and like it's just like a coping mechanism. Rest but, like, in
0: peace, Matt. Forever.
1: R. P. Matt rp RIP mike Mike, jeez.
0: but you're right going through those phases yeah like those are some of my probably darkest phases like losing people and then you're just whatever you don't give a fuck like yeah on top of yeah. yeah. so you're right about that probably just using it as a couple of that was just what we did and how we numbed ourselves how we you know what i'm saying you wake up feeling like shit and yeah young and <laughs> reckless mm-hmm but. Look at us now that we evolved. We're fucking, you know what I'm saying? We're, I would like to say we're, I'm not going to say we're grown ass men, but we're entering or in adulthood, wherever you are. I'm not going to say where I am. I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm, I've evolved a lot since our younger years and I can say the same for you. And a lot of our homies, like I look at fifth, I'm probably the fifth. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, the most it, like, adult. Brother, right? <laughs> most grown up, right? dog, Bro. Like, yeah. Congrats can, on you
1: congrats on your baby dog yep. you see this episode he's a husband he's a fucking congrats he's got a wife family. now
0: family congrats on your house how long he's had his like job or like you know what i'm saying like because fifth me and fifth, like we have a lot of similar paths like you know what i'm saying like yeah i feel like we're very like from jobs just quitting jobs not really having consistency in job, not taking things too serious in and out of jail you know what i'm saying like we have a lot yeah. of like we're uh stubborn like you too you know what i'm saying like but like fifth to see his evolution i'm like i'm really proud and happy for him I'm like dog you did because it was always there just like with me some people might have looked at me in my younger years and am like oh that's a wild boy like i don't know about that like same with fifth but like we turned out to be like we're all right and it's still yeah. evolving like
1: <laughs> it just goes to show like you gotta let people like go through their shit and grow into whatever they're about to grow into like especially like at those young ages like that we was at of course like nobody was holding down a job Cause fucking in your early twenties, like, why would you? Do you want to start working somewhere at twenty and then still be working there at sixty? Well, like, but we that's also grew up
0: training. a lot around a lot of hustlers. Like a lot of us, hustled. A lot of us sold it was shit. Like, always, bro. it was always
1: easy to make. It was always easy to make money, like in a couple hours. Versus, like, <laughs> like if, whenever you have an emergency, at least back in those days before, like, there was a dispensary on every block. You could always find somebody to get a oh. And turn that into rent.
0: Mm-hmm. Always
1: find somebody, get two, get a QP, and now you got your new car because your shit broke down and you couldn't afford it another one. It was never like the Scarface, let's be flashy shit. It was always like, well, fuck, how else am I going to get this money? And then that's how we would get that money.
0: And some really are doing that thing. Like, I won't mention names, but some people we know from the city, from the township. you know what I'm saying? Some are involved in, like... You know what I mean? Some operating. It's like it's good to see. Like I just don't want to speak. Even if everything's legal, but i don't oh, making yeah. it seem like it's some like underground. But, but I mean, like I don't want to just. But put they saw a real like,
1: path. Yeah. But plus, there's like a lot of that old like stigma on it of like when it was um when it was illegal and like somebody was a drug dealer, like oh piece of shit drug dealer, no good for nothing drug dealer. Mm. <laughs> Meanwhile, drug dealers was like the most helpful people in the town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good people too. A lot of people, especially people like. I mean, we had... A lot of our homies had it. Like, you know what I'm saying? They had the pounds. They had the bows. They had the girl. they operate, You know what I'm saying? I've seen operations go from seed to warehouse. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I've seen it. So I'm just like... Seed
1: to warehouse bro. to... Back to out of the business, to back in the business.
0: And not being flashy, but still having things that you enjoy. You know what I'm saying? Living a normal life, but, like, doing it well. Like... Like I want to talk about it off camera, but like, uh, yeah, it's, I'm proud of a lot of people back home who are like still hustling. Like that's my point. Like we came up, a lot of us hustled. Like dabbling in the, some did more than others. Some are still in this something, you know what I mean? But we all hustled. We all did, you know what I'm saying? Like so we didn't really fuck with jobs like that. And what was, there's nothing really around. What was it? A lot of us working restaurant jobs and fucking grocery, grocery stores, stores. and fucking,
1: fucking You know what I'm saying? Like somebody's floor, making seven fifty
0: or whatever an hour. Like you know what I'm saying? And like fucking
1: nothing, dude. Making, and you didn't have
0: to do much for like say, like, the age in our 20s, mid-20s, whatever, like, when a lot of us had the roommate situations, like, rent ain't cheap. Rent, I mean, sorry, rent is cheap in Michigan. Like, rent's super cheap. It ain't, you can sell Very a few, cheap. whatever, QP, you know what I'm saying? You can sell whatever, pay rent, like, it ain't much to survive in Michigan, you know what I'm saying? So you don't gotta nah. be super flash out or super, like, G'd up or racked up to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of us hustled to survive. We survived. We, we did what we did to pay rent and to, you know what I'm saying? Like I used I'm, to pay 320
1: for rent, which is nothing, I used to a month's worth of groceries because I worked at Kroger, I could spend like forty five dollars just by knowing like what to get. So I get like two packs of turkey burgers, that's fucking fourteen bucks. And then two loaves of bread, freeze one. <laughs> I'm eating turkey burgers. Yep. And I get a big ass bag of tater tots. I'm eating all month. That's yeah. forty five like forty five bucks. And I got a bunch of Beer. i us spend more money on right. beer than
0: then you, If you got roommates, you splitting hot and ready's with the homies. That's what t- t- you got two on it, you or whatever you know what I'm saying, or whatever it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't much to like or somebody's got a
1: pack of ramen. Like somebody like somebody has got that pack of ramen in the back of the cabinet that never was gonna eat. Mm-hmm. They're like, You want that? I guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's have a debate real quick. Simple debate. Well, you already said it, so let's let's argue. Ramen right. Raymond.
1: Um I think the Japanese pronounce it ramen when I watched Naruto, so that's why I say it But growing up, where I grew up, <laughs> probably up until like seventeen, I was saying like, until I watched Naruto, I
0: was saying ramen noodles. So it's 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 how we grew up, then how we heard it, then right? Because I, I that's yeah. what I'm with it. Ramen has to be like I'm almost 100 positive. That's the correct way to say. It. But yeah, I grew up saying ramen noodles too. Like I listen to some music, I'd be like ramen, but I'll hear some people say ramen. I'm like wait. I thought it was Raymond noodles this whole time.
1: <laughs> that's what. That's literally what I thought because when I went to, this, even when I would go to the grocery store, and be like, "Y'all got Raymond noodles?" They'd be like, "Oh, whatever." Nobody yeah. was ever like, "It's actually it's ramen." Yeah, they probably get stumped, <laughs> like, <laughs> like not by me, but somebody. They would correct the wrong person, and somebody was just stuffing out, like shut the fuck up, <laughs> like, no. I don't give a fuck what it's called. But yeah, ramen, ramen. The the broke boy noodles that we mm. all grew up on. The first things Get your it. parents didn't mind you trying to cook. <laughs> I
0: was about to ask where you are now because you said you wasn't living with the boys around, but I'm not gonna dig all into your business right now. Um Oh no, I'm, I'm at home safe. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. <laughs> no,
1: I live in I live in uh I live in a city. Okay. Back to the city. It's like a it's like a little dance I do in my life where I move out the City to a suburb, and I'm like, I made it. And then I'm back in the city. <laughs> that's what I was kind of <laughs> saying
0: I'm earlier. We kind of dabbled summer. back and forth. We've been in different cities. You know what I'm saying? Garden City, Kane, Redford. You know what I'm saying? Detroit, but like back and forth from Detroit. Like, I'll say I spent half my life probably in Detroit, half my life probably in Redford, half in other places. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why. I like, I went through a phase where I was like, No, it's just Detroit. It's just Detroit. You know, I was like, No, like Redford, man. We wouldn't have met if it wasn't for Redford. Like, even a lot of us. Being from Detroit, being from other places of the world, like, I'm technically not even from Detroit. Like, I was born in Texas. You know what I'm saying? But, like, moved there, and I was, like, two or however young I was. But, like, I don't know. Like, without Redford, all the kid, like, our brothership and our brotherhood and all the people we know, us, Fiv, Husk, all that. Like, that's all from Redford. And people coming from the city, like, it's a per- – like, Redford is, like, it's between the hood and the suburbs for some people who don't know. It so, is- like, in Redford, you get this – balance uh it's the hood and the burbs if they were to have like a child like you know what i'm saying and like depending on who you're kicking it with and what area like north redford is more i would say i don't even know how to how would you like south like um, not that we didn't fuck with the other it was just like north redford and south redford are different because there's two different high schools you know what i'm saying so like yep, if you're the, from north redford you didn't really fuck with people not in a bad way necessarily some people took it that way but you just didn't kick it that way like you didn't fuck with people you sure just, turf. but like north redford seemed a little more like I don't want to say real, but it's, like, we got down over there. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was right there. We were right there by Brightmore. It's right there. But then it's between, like, also between, like, Livonia. So, you're right between, like, Detroit, Brightmore, and, like, <laughs> and it was Livonia. And like,
1: it was, like, you said, it was, like, everybody. Like, we had, like, we had, like, redneck kids. We had, like, the super thugged out, like, kids from who was, like, school of choice, which is what happened with most, like, ethnic kids with school of choice came from Detroit to the reference school because it was supposed to be better. Then you had, like, the talked about white kids. <laughs> you had, like, the fucking, like, kids who was probably too rich to go there. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, kids who could have went to, like, one of the other schools and fit in better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then just everybody. But everybody got down. Everybody, like, in every way possible, you could think of getting down, partying, fighting, whatever. Like yeah. nobody was scared of nobody. Yeah. Nobody's scared of like the gangsters. You it was all there. Party. It was you respect.
0: Up. Right. It was all respect. Niggas got shot. People got. You know what I'm saying? Like the shit. The fights. All this shit happened. But like the 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 clicks and the people with the groups. It was all blended, bro. Like all the groups had black niggas. It was white people. You know what I'm saying? Like it was all yeah. sort. Of, like everyone. It wasn't like especially our group. We had everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's like Mexican white people, black people. You know what I'm saying? Like and it was nothing. It, like yeah, you got your people who I'm sure were racist, that, that, but, like, you just didn't fuck with them, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, but you had it all, like, so I respect Redford, like, and it had <laughs> a lot to do with it. they say something
1: weird. They would say something weird, like, you want the good ones, and then you'd have to yeah. <laughs> figure <laughs> out how you felt about, that, how you felt about that shit, but, yeah, yeah, it was still, like, it was never, like, uh, at least not for me, it was never, like, no go-home nigger shit. Like, no. Like, you would expect, no. like, real racism. Like, maybe, like,
0: when I was younger, it would I would tell racist that a little jokes bit.
1: and shit. I, really I experienced Redford.
0: that. Even like some of the white friends I had, like the older I got, I would look back and be like, oh, I think they were saying some racist shit. But I would experience racist shit like when I was younger, like when I, like fifth grade or something, went to Redford and little kid called me nigger or whatever. So I body slammed him. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. like majority, not majority, it was just cool. Like going back to the shows you threw and all this shit, the event, like everyone has coexisted. But there's good and bad. There's fights there too. There's all, you know what I'm saying? There's some wild. Wa- we had some wild times at the Bullfrog, especially, you know what I'm saying? But the parties, yeah. all that shit, like, it was it was all love, like, so that's why I give love to Redford. Yeah,
1: because like, you, you might be scrapping with somebody at the Bullfrog show this month, and then at the next show, you're literally standing by the stage drinking yeah. shots with somebody you was just <laughs> in a big-ass group fight with last week, or maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just how it went, because the alcohol Bro. was so
0: high. And it was a respect thing, I think. Like looking at back, like some of like, cause like for those who don't know, like we have like me and Brendan, our brothers, but we have our crew. here has, this, you know what I'm saying. So it's like like me, Jay Leach, you know what I'm saying. It's like you got yeah, us yeah. DR, you know what I'm saying. Like but everyone's together still. But like you know what I'm saying, we're still family. You're still unity. I'm, st- you know what I'm saying. It's all still yeah, love. Yeah. But like, uh, what was my point? Uh, what was I saying? I had a point to that.
1: Oh, everyone's together still. Or it was respecting you were saying, Oh, the
0: respect, yeah. So, like, we might have a problem with this clique or this crew, you know what I'm saying? Like, and shit might happen. Like you said, it might be a party a month later. Like, we just had a war last month, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah. a lot of shit didn't get to that real beef level where there was like life or death type shit. It was just yeah. stomp niggas getting stomped out, niggas getting jumped, niggas, you know what I'm saying? You hear a shooting occasionally, like, you know what I'm saying? Like at a party, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it was like you respected them like you respected the gangster pretty much they respected your gangster so like even if y'all had some tiff i didn't fuck with the other side there wasn't really that many real war wars because like it was just a respect thing you could be at a party with like sometimes it went left like you might some shit might have happened in the past and you see somebody at the party and then word gets around next thing you know it's a war but like for the most part it was it was cool like it was cool like,
1: yeah everybody just respected like one rule and It's like If you got beef with somebody, go prove it with your hands. That's, Mm -hmm. like, that's on you. People might jump people, but it's all, like, it's all with the hands. It's all, like, that person's getting up and walking away from here. Bro, if there's one thing, yeah, we
0: was a scrapping town, scrapping city of one thing. Like, yeah, for sure. One-on-ones, jumping's all, the whole thing. But that, I like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I said, it'll be sure, like, the Paul, when he got shot or whatever, they shot where the niggas, where they got kicked out of the park, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, you know, stupid shit happens here and there, but, like, for the most part, it was... And that wasn't there. even... There wasn't no reference motherfuckers either. I don't right. think. Right.
1: But who's to say it? Because I don't really know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah, for the most part, nobody was on that bullshit. Because these are people, everybody knew each other, like, mostly for their whole lives. Or you yeah. know somebody who knew that person for their whole life. So if you do anything stupid, like, you got to go sit around people who probably love that person. And then it just turns you to, like, a fake-ass person. Like, you know right. what I mean? Right. So cause you're it, rocking yeah, with
0: someone, so they like, rock. other rocks with them, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. There's a small town area and two and everyone knows each other. So it's like any real problems. There was never really any real problems. Just real. It could be brutal, like as far as stomping out and niggas, losing <laughs> teeth, and you know what I'm saying. Like it can get. It yeah, can, yeah. But like, but that's that's. I like it that way over anyway. Scrap it out, nigga. We gonna one out. We gonna do whatever. Like whatever it is. Like. Oh
1: yeah. Or what's the point? Like, cause like the guns don't prove shit. Every gun is pretty much the same strength. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? The like, everybody weak, who can buy the
0: that The niggas like, are just scared or just shoot out of fear. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't respect that shit, bro. Like, or they're, like, just...
1: truly full of hate. Yeah. They just, like, have That's no love point. for themselves. Or, like, they don't have any hopes for the future. So they're, like, fucking I'll throw it all the way over. Like, because even, like, even when I get blackout mad, like, I'm still, like, aware that I'm, like, a person with, like, a mom and dad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still, there's still, like, a level that you, like, stay within unless something, like, beyond happens. You know what I mean? Like, but other people, I think the people who, like, kill people and shit and, like, stab people and shit, like, they just don't have, like, like no hope or, like, mm-hmm. no self-love or nothing. Like, there's no goodness coming from within. So they can't, like, they can't spread goodness. They can't accept it. Go goes back to that
0: projecting out. or whatever they're feeling, they're just throwing it out there. So if it's real deep, dark hate, they might throw that out there. If it's love, they'll probably throw that out there. Like however they're feeling. Like that's true, man. But on that though, I want to wrap it up. I want to say right, uh for people out there, maybe go towards more towards the light than your darker sides. <laughs> and if you're in a dark situation, maybe figure some, maybe face it. Like make a song <laughs> to like happy. Make a song like happy. Force Pharrellia. yourself into happiness.
1: Um, this was fun, man. I really appreciate it. I think my camera might have died, but you're recording.
0: Yeah, I got this recording right here.
1: I'm going to send you everything I got, so.
0: Yeah, send the video audio my way, and then, yeah, I appreciate you, too. I just appreciate the time. It's been dope, like, talking about everything. Like, I really appreciate it, like.
1: Anytime, dude. Like, most of the shit I don't get to talk about with anybody, because, like, not a lot of people, like, care enough about rapping shit to talk about the verses shit, or podcasting to talk about, like, you know what I mean? So, like even just getting, cause this is like all shit that I'm sitting around thinking about anyway. Right. And then it just like f- fades into the ether and becomes nothing unless I get on a podcast and talk about it with somebody or I sit in front of my camera and rant. And then and it comes Maybe I can
0: out. not just like, cause I thought about this even prior to this, I'll just bring it up randomly. But I thought like, cause everything you're talking about is how I feel. I don't usually speak about this stuff. You got it. Like we, we're on that same wave. So like we, this, we love this shit. We We breathe this shit. So it's like, Talking to someone's fucking dope. So, like, even me, like, you're a guest on the show, but I thought even like future one, would be, even if you popped in here and there, five minutes, 10 minutes, say what up. We talk about something maybe that happened. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to, if you're cool with that, maybe in the future, like, be open to that. Like, I'm yeah want to, like, like,
1: review an album, like, anything. Like, if, and then when I start this shit back up, I need, I want to have guests too. So mm. we can, like, back and forth, have trade for trade.
0: A billion percent. I would love to come on the show. I'd be honored. I'd be, we, That'd be I, awesome. Yeah.
1: Maybe I'll do it from California.
0: <laughs> hey, do it. We can do it right here. We can go out in the scene, the field. We can do whatever. Like I'm serious though, about coming out whenever you're ready, whenever you feel like, all right, it could be this weekend. It could be next month. It could be a year, whenever, like just know you got a place to stay and like, don't worry about that. Thanks, just worry about your travel and your food and your entertainment, whatever you want to do. And we'll figure out the rest.
1: That's what's up, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks for everybody who watches Classic Talk. Hopefully, I was a good guest. You know, right? Classic hate mail. <laughs> get this thing out of here. <laughs> we don't care about reference. <laughs> well, I said earlier, really, if you
0: don't rock with my people, I don't rock with you. Or you don't rock with someone. Nah.
1: Hopefully, nah, Joe saying. Button doesn't. Uh, <laughs> we go turn on the next JVP. <laughs> he'll be going <laughs> off about of us. Uh,
0: maybe he'll get an understanding from us. Maybe he needs people like us to talk to him and kind of... <laughs> Tell them how oh, other people. <laughs> 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 yeah, it would be dope. Like I said, you pop in, like you know, the pop, the weatherman might pop in on the news. You know what I'm saying? Talk about yeah, the, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like speaking of JBP or Joe Bun podcast, like they be making jokes, like oh. I forget like what's an example like i feel like mall or someone like our hip-hop analyst so they'll make up something you know what i'm saying like i can see that you like just rambling like i'm not saying every episode i'm not putting pressure on anything but like i would like if i reach out to you in the future be like yo you want to pop in for a few minutes like it doesn't have to be a full interview or conversation like this but like main point being because like you said is i like talking about this shit i like to talk about hip-hop especially someone who knows hip-hop who knows music who's actually thinking about this stuff who's actively in the arts too like you know what i mean like it's yeah. like, not everyone is like that. And I don't have a bunch of people that get it like I get it. Or not get it, but like, feel what I feel. I love, have the same love that I have for other things. I don't know.
1: Yeah, not, they don't have the interest. Yeah, anytime. Like, um, even if it's not a video, if you just uh, want to patch me through on the phone like they do on JVP, yeah. it's like, what do you think about this? So it's breaking news. Just yeah. say, this is Classic Unity from Classic Talk, and I'll know what time it is.
0: Hundred percent, and like I said, your way too. If you need whatever it is for me, you need a guest, you need whatever it is. You know, it's all love. You got whatever you need for me. So, fucking awesome, man. All I love right, collaborating.
1: All I love fucking not just sitting around. I love doing shit. So, mm-hmm. thanks, man. I appreciate it. Do it again. All right, all right brother.
0: What's been real, my brother?
1: All right, uh, talk to me after this so we can talk about how to send it.
0: All right, I'm uh, well. When I end it on here, is gonna end this so I can either message you on something else or we can yeah, that's fine. Something else. All right, cool. Cool. All right, love you, bro. I'll see you.
1: Love you too, man. All right, bro.